Bad snap. Bobble oh. scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU! From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. And welcome to the Green and White Report. And you know why this is playing, Trent. Bringing the energy this morning. You know why this song is playing. No, enlighten me. Well, you remember the Coach K press conference? Yes, I do. That was uh, that was a real doozy. Uh, we're joined by Brendan this morning here on the Green and White Report. Hello, Brendan. Hello, Luke. Hello, Trent. Brendan's so, going to be here with us all morning. So, Brendan, you remember very you 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 are a college basketball connoisseur. You Huge. you have to remember the. Coach K retirement press conference when they played every time we touch as the intro to the press conference, which is we, we that's why we opened the show today with every time we touch. I had ironically, I don't know why that, yeah. Matt and I had a little secret meeting before you guys came here and we said, you know, Coach K lost yesterday. I'm going to dance on his grave today. Hold on just a moment for that. Yes. But I said, there'd be no better way to open the show than playing the intro and then playing every time we touch because the, he lost yesterday. And all day I turn on ESPN. I turn on ESPN at 9 a.m. and they're already starting to, you know, distribute the incense around the arena and they're wiping down the seats and they're getting those special polos with the Coach K logo on there all ready to roll. And then North Carolina and Hubert Davis just decided to take this out and just hand it right over there to Duke. And it, I didn't mind it. Oh, it was beautiful. Look, that rivalry, I, who do you guys root for in that rivalry? North I, I'm a North Carolina guy. I root for a buzzer beater. That's fair. Right, I, that's do, you, I do. There's been a good amount of them. You yeah, know? I do kind of root for North Carolina a little bit, but like you know, there's been the occasional Duke guy that I kind of like. But yeah, North Carolina is more the go-to. And I hate both. Marvin Don't Bagley. Get me wrong. I think we, like we all do. We yeah. do love Marvin Marvin Bagley, Luke Kennard. I'm, I'm a Jason I'm, Tatum I'm guy. Tatum. Okay, I like Jason Tatum. There you go. So nevertheless, I think it's very easy to say that all. Four of us here, Matt Merrifield joins us today, are very pleased that Coach K lost yesterday. Good good morning, Matt. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'm very happy that Duke lost last night. Henry is on a well-deserved vacation in San Diego with friend of the program, Nick. They may be listening right now. Uh, it's Nick's 21st birthday this week. Happy so birthday, Nick. Happy early birthday to Nick. But uh, Matt will be here for the full two hours uh, filling in for Henry. We also have Cam McLaren joining us at 12.15 to discuss... MSU hockey or the lack thereof. Oops, eight nothing sounds like a baseball score. But I, I have a quick question to, to ask both of you guys. So, uh, you can pick two people, or you can pick one of these two people who had the worst weekend: Coach K or Desmond Howard. Can we talk about the Desmond Howard situation first? <laughs> okay, like, so can can we? I like... wanna, we need to we need to add some context here to the Desmond Howard situation right. because there's a big elephant in the room. The last three weeks, two weeks we've done the show, and that is what is going on right now in Ukraine. And it's, I mean, before we get into funsies here, what's going on is terrible. 
It is just turns your stomach, the disgusting things that Russia is doing and the terrible positions that many innocent Ukrainian civilians are in. And I think I can speak for all four of us on this show when I say that we stand behind Ukraine completely as yep. this conflict unfolds. So I want to get that out of the way before we have fun, because that's definitely been an elephant in the room the last couple of weeks here. But... Many American cities, billboards, bridges, other buildings have been lit up with the colors of the Ukrainian flag. Which to show are? Blue and yellow, perhaps. Yes. And that's a show of solidarity for Ukraine, which I think is a really good gesture. I give a lot of people a lot of credit around here for really rallying behind the country in a time when they need it. And Chris Fowler, gotta love him, the voice of college football on ESPN, posted a picture of a bridge lit up in blue and yellow, of course. And Desmond Howard replied, which, of course, this is a blue and yellow bridge for Ukraine. He replied to the tweet. He said, go blue. Just so tone deaf and just, just such a stupid thing to say. Like, what? what is wrong with you, you idiot? I had to, re I had to refresh Twitter two times to make sure that that was actually legitimately a tweet. It was a tweet. Come on. How... I, I just, guys, I have no words for it. And honestly, yeah. it's not even, who had the worst weekend? I I don't know. Desmond Howard, you idiot. At least at least Coach K didn't choose any of this pageantry. It just right. kind of happened. Like, it was just a thing. And then it just so happened that they lost. But, like, Desmond Howard, this is not the first time that you have displayed some moronic behavior online. That's all I got to say. Grow up, dude. I just couldn't believe that, Brian. I, I got to give my vote to Desmond Howard for the no, worst I, weekend. I, I you, mean, you have to. North Carolina did its job. That's what they were supposed to do. And they needed uh, and, that and win. Yeah. They, they needed that win that, to really that submit, might submit propel themselves. them into the NCAA tournament. I don't think North Carolina's a tournament team. I don't think they should be. That's a conversation neither here nor there. But I don't, I, I would love to be like a fly on the wall in Desmond Howard's living room when he sees. Chris Fowler's tweet because I, I like did I, he? I, I'm literally speak. I don't. Get are you trying how... to be funny? Are you just like what's the deal? Man? Obviously, Desmond Howard doesn't watch the news. I no. just don't think he either. He's trying to be funny, or which it's not, or he just didn't. If he's understand. trying to be funny, that is just disgusting. I'll maybe, just put that. Maybe he I, just thought Chris Fowler was I, trying to post I, that beautiful see, photo. I and... think he's. I think he's tone deaf. I. I, I, well, I, yeah. I honestly think he yeah, did I not think it know went completely over his head because yeah. that. I don't know what bridge that is. I know it has nothing to do with the state of Michigan. It has nothing to do with the University of Michigan. I think it was in Florida. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know. Fowler might have just stumbled upon that bridge in person right. and taken that picture. He might have found it online. It he might have found it. It was a beautiful photo. Yeah, it was. But I, to to see what would go through Desmond Howard's mind, I, I would pay. Idiot. I would pay top dollar for that. Yeah, go blue, apparently. We'll retweet that on uh, our Twitter account, <laughs> at GNW Report, WDBM on Twitter. Matt, we need to get your vote in here. So far, it's Desmond Howard 3, Coach K nothing. But don't worry, we in just a moment, we have more on Coach K. Oh, we'll get to that. But we need to. We need uh, your opinion on this. Who it, had the worst it's weekend? A, it's a clean sweep. It's Desmond Howard. Great vote. it was no reason for him to even have a weekend, and he decided to give a Right. Week. Right, like yeah, what, 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 Coach football. K was going to have a weekend regardless. We were going to talk yeah. about this no matter yeah. what. Desmond Howard, how can I insert my uh, dumbassness into the conversation this weekend? The, the oh, I guess I'll, 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 get, I'll, make, I'll get in political hot water. That's a great idea. The, the, the worst part is how long he left it up he did finally delete it yeah, yeah. but it was up for way too long so i want to 
get into the Coach K thing as well. And I was getting my coffee this morning, scrolling Twitter, when I came across a tweet by the great Brendan Quinn, who I'm sure we will see here in a few hours over at the Breslin Center across the street. It was on North Carolina versus Duke. And I thought it really added some good perspective to the situation because I, all day yesterday, I was with my dad yesterday back at home. I kept going back and forth with him, joking that I wasn't going to watch one second of the coronation of Coach K, the Coach K curtain call as ESPN decided to brand it. Can- Every time you tune in, every, every time you looked at the game, there was a, a sign there on the uh, the scoreboard that said there's only one K. So thoughts? Can we? I just want to talk about the ESPN part of it first before we get to Coach K and his did legacy you, in the game. Hopefully, you How? didn't come across the Duke Roundtable like I did. That was no. just a treat. I I came across ESPN. I believe so. The game was Saturday. I think I first came across ESPN either on Wednesday or Thursday. And they were already doing Coach K only designated segments. And the halftime report of the Michigan State Ohio State, which was basketball game on Thursday, was live outside Cameron Indoor Stadium, in which they talked about Coach K for the first segment, came back, talked about Tom Mizzo and Michigan State for literally, I think, 90 seconds. Threw it (laughs) a break. We did an honorary buzzer here for ESPN. Did an update, (laughs) and they came back from break. And then they went into the second half. So the halftime show basically consisted of Coach K. And, oh, yeah, Tom Izzo's on your TV right now. And that was it. So I wanted to bring BQ's tweet here into perspective because I really resonated with it. And we have, in the next few minutes, it was a big day in college basketball yesterday. We're going to go down a quick slate of games and, and discuss a couple of quick thoughts on that before we get into what Michigan State has in front of them today in the next segment. But what Brendan Quinn basically tweeted and, and the gist of it was the following question. Is the pressure on Duke's players this season unfair? And I really resonated with that tweet a lot because a lot has been made since that opening press conference. We had the song that played at the beginning of the show today. Thank you, Matt Merrifield, for that. We've had the, the retirement tour. We had the Duke fan and alumni festival today for 12 hours in North Carolina, and then they lost, which was hilarious. But is this is a very interesting question, and I do think that the pressure on their players this season is unfair because it is about a lot more than basketball. Just tune into yesterday's coverage that was on TV from ESPN, and, and you could quickly find out they had the alumni tour. They had over 300,000 career points scored at Duke worth of alumni in the arena yesterday. Tickets were going for literally millions of dollars courtside. The average ticket price for that game was more than the average ticket price for this year's Super Bowl. Which was a which was a dandy as well. But I, I do resonate with this question. I think that the pressure on their players all season long has been unfair. The three of us were in attendance when they played at Madison Square Garden earlier this season and the only the thing that hung over was, oh boy, it's it's Coach K's last game at Madison Square Garden and his last his last season opener. Is the pressure that's hung over his players this season unfair to them? I'm going to say no, and the reason for that is the team is still, I mean, they're a top-four betting favorite. That doesn't have to do with the fact that it's Coach K's last season. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good team, and these are good players, and they've been great all year. Uh, One or two bad losses. Like, are we just, just because they lost to their rival with all this extra added, you know, uh, psyche here with North Carolina coming in and all this stuff, like, are we really, we, we shouldn't overreact and just say, oh, you know, there's too much pressure, you know, it's a fluke. No, like, that was a good game where North Carolina went in with a game plan and was just the better team. Like, so I think if we look at it big picture, I say no. I think maybe last night is is yes, but 
like, if anything, there's pressure on Coach K. And that sounds like a ridiculous thing to say, but, like, you're the one trying to write this whole storybook ending. And, like, I might be rooting for him at the end. Who knows? We'll see how far Duke makes it or whatnot. But, Brennan, what say you? Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't think it's necessarily unfair. I think it's the pressure is natural. This was going to happen no matter who Coach K's last team was, no matter how good they were. They were all going to have this pressure. And I think, like, you brought up a good point. They're just a good basketball team, a national champion favorite. So there's going to be pressure with that no matter what, let alone whether it's Coach K's last year. And I think... The only real time we saw that pressure play a factor was yesterday. You know, I think all season, it's, it's, we've had this understanding that, okay, it's Coach K's last year. Oh, this is his last game against Virginia, his last game against North Carolina. Last trip to give him a rocking chair. Give him a framed photo. The ACC sucks this year. They've got two, maybe three tournament teams. And, And so this, you know, the curtain call yesterday added pressure to them. I'm sure it, it might have psyched them out a little bit. North Carolina came ready. You know, everybody, I, I think a lot of people might have even forgotten that North Carolina was the opponent, and more so than that, it was just right. Coach K's last home game. You know, but I, I don't I don't say it's unfair, and I do think it. that's the only time Saturday that we saw it. We're going to see it the rest of the year. I don't think there's going to be this huge pressure on them to win the NCAA championship here in a couple weeks. It's really hard to win NCAA championships. Coach K's done it four times in the 40, almost 50 years that he's coached college basketball and, and, and all the accomplishments that he's had and all the wins he's had. He's done it four times. Right. It's, it's a hard thing to do. It, it's not easy. You got to get lucky. Stuff's got to go your way. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think, I think the that's... pressure is going to be on them to win it all. The, you know, the pressure is just to, to succeed. And but I think there I, I would think it's be, more so yesterday. There'd probably be, I agree, Brennan. I think there'd be like more pressure if this team was mediocre, like last year's team. Right. Or something like that. Whereas this team is actually good. So that I think the expectations and the pressure is going to be there anyways. It's Duke, it's a national program. You're a top, you know, four team in the nation, not anymore, but you know, last night. And that's just kind of what happens. By the way, I totally called that loss. I, I, I don't I don't want to oh, toot yeah. my own horn, no, but I ahead. absolutely did, and I love it because if if let, let's let's make it like let's make a comparison here to to something a little more familiar to us and our listeners. Yes. Tom Izzo's last game, say it's here and it's against Michigan. Are oh we boy. just gonna be like whooping it up all day and getting yeah. into the pageantry? Like I think us three are are terrified. I mean, we're sitting there like, okay, lock in, guys, because yeah. it's still your rival. I don't it care could, how rough of a year they're having. As a sports fan, even if I don't know. How, I mean, yesterday was more of an entertainment red carpet whatever it, it was it was a coronation yesterday it didn't it didn't feel like a basketball game and do you game. know how bad north carolina wanted to win that game yeah. i mean i mean I, I and no disrespect to duke i understand that these duke players and this duke coaching staff they understood what the stakes were but but north carolina dude they, honestly though they're getting no respect oh, cuz yeah. all the respect is on the other end like i just can't imagine what that would be like so i mean and, going into that as a rivalry game it's like dude hell yeah i think north carolina is going to win this game and the thing too is Good on North Carolina to have the game plan and go out there and win it. Good on them to bring everybody else who played some What are the seasons so far stu- in college basketball, in my opinion? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, uh, I don't think it's even close. Yeah. But but good on them for bringing 
everybody else that played some stupid role in the production of this whole yeah. ungodly event, bringing them back Monstrosity. to Earth. Like, hey, this is still college basketball. This is still a rivalry. We're still building a you tournament resume. You still have resume. to go out and play yes. the game. Yep. You know, because I, I think they did a they did a good job of. Yes. All of this build up, and then it's like, wah, like, dude, wah, this game is very wah. important. Like, Duke's not gonna be a one seed now. Like, th- this is it's yeah. not like it's not like Duke was invincible yesterday, and like, oh, this is just you know, this is just for Coach K. That's all it is. Like, no, North Carolina's yeah. like, dude, we're like, uh, we're not on the bubble, I mean, but like, we're you that, know, we're trying that, to build a tournament resume. Bubble, I think, is a good way to put them. Yeah. I mean, they've got eight, they're on the right side of it, but they're there. They've got eight losses this year, five of them in a undoubtedly bad ACC and a Terrible quad conference. four, quad four, four lost to Pittsburgh. Whew. That's terrible. Go Panthers. Uh, Matt, I want your thoughts on this situation as well, on the, the Coach K pageantry yesterday. It was like he was getting knighted. And then as well as, is this maybe a little too much on Duke's players? Because I just, there's this little feeling in my stomach ever since that opening press conference that's just kind of like, is this season really about Duke, or is this season about Coach K, which I think is a little bit unfair? I think this year is about Coach K. I think there's more pressure on this Duke team to win a championship than ever before. I would, I mean, I would say that. Uh, That's a fair last, take. I mean, because I think yeah, you're expecting the best college basketball coach of all time to go out with a championship. That would be think, the stars aligning. I don't think Duke is prepared for it. I don't think that team's ready, especially— I agree. Especially after the way they played last night, I mean, I will say and maybe that's what I mean, they needed. It, it was it was a no lose situation. They were either going to win, and there was like you did what you're supposed to do, or you lose to your rival at home, and now everybody is upset with you because you lost your coach's final game at home. But what are you going to say, Trent? No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Brendan. Sorry. I will say about this Duke team is that I, I agree with you, Matt. That this is going to be a team that's going to struggle in the NCAA tournament to win games that they should win on, you know, a night-to-night basis. But the one advantage that this Duke team has over typical Duke teams is obviously they're led by Paulo Boncaro, who's a freshman, and uh, Mark Williams, who's a young sophomore. But they do have some guys on this team who have been around for a little bit. Wendell Moore is a junior. Jeremy Roach is a sophomore. Roach went through that tough season last year. So they lean on freshmen, but they do have a little bit of experience as far as just minutes played on this team. Which And it's at the guard position, too, which I think in March is always going to be helpful. Now, Duke didn't play last year in March. We all remember that, hopefully, when they were on the bubble and there was all that controversy around no, we're Coach not going to play this year. We're not going to do it. This year's yeah. been so it's mentally not, taxing on our team and the virus. It's not safe for us to do that. We're it, play, it's like, dude, what are you – okay, yeah, go ahead. But right, but <laughs> – We digress. Nonetheless, I, th- this is a Duke team who I think will you know, use that to their advantage, but I just don't see the pieces for this coronating – Final Four NCAA championship run for Coach K. I think it's going to ultimately feel like it did yesterday, where it's just this deflating, like, oh, that that that's it. They're, they're just done. He's done. It was deflating. I think that's all got, the air you know, went out of Cameron Duke, Duke loses to Villanova or something. 517-884-8989 is the phone number. You can text us using that number. We're kind of split in the room about the Coach K-Duke debate, but we all 
kind of come to a head with one thing, and that's we don't really see this playing out like the basketball gods necessarily see it's going to. But nevertheless, we're going to hit a quick break right here. And right on the other side, we're going to dive into what's going to happen today in East Lansing. That's Michigan State versus Maryland. Some keys to victory, some senior day thoughts for the Spartans, and a lot more ahead on the Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Oh, I love these questions. Every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., Impact 89 FM gives away prizes like tickets to upcoming concerts, music festivals, movies, and more. Just listen to the top five at five, write down the names of our top five songs of the day, and call our request line when the last song ends. If you can list each song, you win. That's it. Only on Impact 89 FM. Thank you for dining with us tonight. Your waiter will be here to take your order shortly. Thank you. So, Mark, what did you say you did for a living? Well, I'm kind of between things right now. I got let go from my last job, but it wasn't my fault. Oh, sorry to hear that. How long have you been out of work? Just two and a half years. I've been living with my parents, so it's no big deal. The only problem is I don't have a car, so they have to take me everywhere. That's nice. So, uh, what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I play a lot of video games, and I watch Netflix. But I haven't been too active because I've been feeling a little ill. Well, did you at least get your flu shot this season? Duh. Flu vaccines are the best way to reduce the chances that I'll get the flu or spread it to others. Wow, he's so dreamy. Tell me more. Flu season is here. From October to May, you need to protect yourself. Sign up at your doctor's office or local pharmacy to get your flu shot today. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Let it play, Matt Merrifield. Matt Merrifield, everybody. It's the Thank most you, Matt. wonderful How about this? Matt, this caught me off guard in the best way possible. You are killing it today, my brother. I will say this, Woo! and Brendan, I think you can agree with me. I was talking yesterday with my dad when I was watching some college basketball, and him and I were watching LSU Alabama, Ooh, which was a very, very good game down in Baton Rouge. That's and fun. They were going back and forth pretty evenly. And I said, I turned to my dad and I said, Dad, doesn't it just feel a little bit like March? The weather was kind of warm outside. It was great I yesterday. Was like, he was like, son, it does indeed feel a little bit like March. Son. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> Michigan State here in just a moment as well as some senior day <laughs> thoughts. But I did want to get into a couple of quick things from yesterday in college basketball. Great day yesterday. Great day in sports yesterday. I was prepping for the Michigan State-Maryland game, which you can catch at 4 oh. o'clock on WDM. Tune in. These guys are chomping at the bit. Last game at it's the big Brest. time. It's going to be awesome. I was watching the Arnold Palmer Invitational. APL. I was watching some NASCAR. Oh. I was watching, uh, and, and of course, a lot of college basketball, starting with Tennessee-Arkansas at noon yesterday, which was a blowout early. Tennessee was just, oh. I thought they were going to win by 30. Guys, I wanted to talk to you guys about this. I and love, Arkansas I came love all the, way the back. Razorbacks. They, I love the picks Musselman. going in the oh, Eric man. Musselman and company came all the way back to just lose by four. They might be my champ. The question I put on the sheet is, is Tennessee a legitimate threat to make the Final Four, but are either one of these teams really legitimate threats to make the Final Four? Because that was a hell of a basketball game, and a moment on, it, just a moment here about the SEC, but 
I'm high on the Hogs as well. Eric Musselman, man, he's a player's coach. Yeah, go players pigs. coach. They they're good, man. They they have a lot of length on defense. They they they're really a defense first team. Forty minutes of hell, baby. Muscle, yeah. Musselman brings a lot of energy. They, yes. they they they're they're deep. They have sneaky depth. They they've, they've played a hard schedule. They're <laughs> battle tested. I'm oh. making a, I'm making a case here, Brendan. I, they are the Texas Tech of the SEC. Yes. They are long. Trent's picking athletic, them to win it all. I might defense <laughs> annoying as hell, and that they are just gonna well get on you for 40 minutes. Yeah, I and, love and, it. And Musselman, and, and it's it's less so the Texas Tech of this year because of Mark Adams, but I think a lot of Chris Beard and Eric Musselman and Beard was all over Texas Tech um, PR. I should say, with bringing the fans in and, you know, being controversial and, and being animated. And Musselman is the exact same way. I see a lot of similarities between the two. And I, I like I like the Hogs a lot. I have a take here. I think you're going to disagree with it. I think that the SEC is the best conference in college basketball this season. Just look at Joe Lenardi's one through four seeds. You have, obviously, Kentucky, Auburn, you have Tennessee, Arkansas is currently a five seed, Florida will be a tournament team, Tennessee is currently a number three seed. All of a sudden, the Alabama will be likely a six or seven seed in this NCAA tournament. I think that the Big 12 has a lot of depth from top to bottom, but in terms of legit Final Four contenders, you think Kentucky, you think Auburn, you think Tennessee, you think Arkansas. The Razorbacks. There, there are there are some legitimate threats in the SEC, and I think they sneaky are the best conference in college basketball this season. And I can't wait for this SEC tournament this week. Brendan, a you're a Big fun. 12 guy, I but am. sympathize with me a little bit on this one. I agree with you that the Big 12 has got depth. But in terms of big tickets, I think the SEC's got more tickets. Now, see, that's where I, I would tend to disagree. I, I agree with Ooh. you that the SEC is sneaky good. I really like— Just for context here, Lenardi has seven teams in the SEC, and for the Big 12, he has, I think, seven as well. So it's a little bit dead now, even. Also, Heavy for context, hitters. the Big 12 only has 10 teams. And I, I, I'll build your argument a little bit as well for the Big 12. In terms of Lenardi's top four seeds, you have Baylor and Kansas both on the one line, and then you have Texas Tech on the three line, and then Texas is a five right now, according to Lenardi. Iowa State's another team that'll make it. They have a couple of other bubble-ish teams as TCU well. TCU just beat Kansas and Texas Tech in back-to-back games as well, and lost again to Kansas, I think, by like sixth. The third I think game. your your main argument though is going to be those two teams on the one line, and both of them are legitimate threats in my opinion. Yeah, and, and that partially, and I I agree with you about the SEC, and I have really enjoyed watching the SEC this year. Auburn has been a nice surprise. We knew Auburn was going to be good. I don't think we knew they were going to be this good. I can't wait for them to lose to Colgate in the first round. <laughs> Whoa! I hate you're Bruce talking Pearl. about a future piston oh! there. Bruce Pearl, Jabari stinks. Smith. Sloan is a dog. Colgate's today. not just a toothpaste, I tell you. They're a basketball team. I don't even know if they're even close to making they're, the tournament this year. They're a resident 15 seed. Mm-hmm. They're sneaky, I yeah. tell you. Let's let's go back into the Big Ten though, and talk about a team and a coach that we love so dearly, and that would be our Indiana Hoosiers. A thriller yesterday in West How's Lafayette. Everybody. I I got to watch most of that game yesterday from West Lafayette, yeah. and damn, Indiana had a chance there at the end, but Xavier Johnson would take three dribbles with his head down. Dude, he'd look what up, a stupid, and then he'd take three dribbles. By the way, 
our coach, Mike Woodson, left a timeout in his pocket at the end of that game. Hey, I Indiana love it. Lost. Love it. I don't mind. Mike Woodson's our guy. But, Brendan, are, are Indiana's NCAA tournament hopes on the rocks here? Because, damn, they needed that one. Yeah, I Mike think, Woodson, how's everybody? I think they are. And you look at Indiana's resume, there's not a lot to it. And they've got that big win over Purdue, but they've lost – to Michigan State, they've lost to Ohio State. I, I think they might have beat Ohio State as well. But lost to Michigan, three, three and seven in quad one, yeah. three and four in quad two. They have a quad three loss as well, but a losing record in both quad one and two yeah. for a team on the bubble doesn't bode too, especially when those three quad one wins are not fantastic, and, and you haven't really won any other. So they beat Purdue at home, they beat Illinois at home, but I think that was an Illinois team without. Coburn. One of maybe Coburn, maybe Curbelo. Trent, you're the leader of the Mike Woodson fan club. Well, the thing is, is I will always vouch for the Big Ten because uh, we watch it so closely, so there might be a little bias there. Will but two, I games, just think will that two wins in the tournament get it done? I was watching that game yesterday, and I was, over I was just thinking, like, damn. Like, for, for Michigan State's sake, I, w- I was guess I was pulling for Purdue because, I, you know, in, Indiana's on the bubble as well, um, even though Michigan State, I think, is locked, but whatever. Um <clears throat> I was watching that and I was just thinking, like, damn, dude, like it's crazy that we put so much into wins and losses, which is how you have to do it, right? But Indiana has just lost some gut punch games, and it's just like I I think they're good enough to be in the tournament, but I don't think they're a tournament team because of everything Brendan laid out. Just not and, not a strong enough resume. And I think partially Bad not guard their play too, not their fault. Yeah, that's a big thing, and that's just Rob Finnessy. That's why they've struggled in the Big Ten this year is because they don't ha- really have guards like that. But another thing too that's not necessarily Indiana's fault. Trey Galloway, <laughs> which might help them get into the tournament is that Iowa kind of snuck up here in the latter half of the season and, and might have just taken their spot. Now, Iowa, for context, also does not have a winning record in quad one. They're two and five, but their quad two record is six and three. So they have a winning record in quad two, at least. Um, their two quad one wins are not fantastic either. It's Ohio State and Michigan on the road. That Ohio State one is a little bit better. That Michigan one they just got the other day. Um, I believe it was it yesterday or two days ago. No, it was Thursday. it was Thursday. Yeah, um, but yeah, Iowa kind of snuck out of nowhere. Iowa presents a little more ticket value in March too. They've got Keegan Murray, who's a leading scorer in the country. They've got the the family they can hang ninety on Iowa, you and give up eighty nine. Iowa win. basketball, <laughs> the family business, as John Rothstein says, with the McCaffreys. You know that they're playing better defense. They don't. Still, I wouldn't call it defense, but they are playing better defense. And I just think there's a little bit more ticket value to Iowa than Indiana. So let's stay on the college football slate from yesterday's Saturday. We'll go back back to Brandon's Big 12. Texas versus Kansas. Damn, that was a hell of a game. Fantastic. A lot of people wanted to watch the rest of that game over the Duke-North Carolina game, including myself, because that game stunk and it was a festival all day. But... The Jayhawks got a big win against Chris Beard's Texas Longhorns, and obviously both these are tournament teams, but I wanted to stick with the Jayhawks. They've got a big ticket item in Ochai Abaje. They have a lot of depth. I know Bill Self is a March choke artist himself, looking at you, Matt Painter. Sorry, Brendan. But the Jayhawks, 
Are we confident they're going to win the Big 12 tournament and end up on the one line? Because I am a little sketch on their Big 12 tournament chances. I think they could end up on the one line. Hey, the big that could get that could get funky you, over there you, in the Big 12. Do you know why Thoughts you're... on Kansas, though. <laughs> let me let me tell you. I'm not going to Texas ask you. Tech. I'm going to tell you why you are sketch on Kansas winning the Big 12 tournament. TCU. Here's why. Because the Big 12 is the best conference in college basketball. Almost, you're almost right. <laughs> he just put his <laughs> mind in a pretzel, but and now he's walking it back. It's one A and one B. But yeah, yeah. They, they are going to. It, it, it's going to be hard for anybody to win the Big Twelve tournament. I don't think. I mean, I'm sure there's a betting favorite, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to make a pick it. right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, whoever it is that ends up winning the Big Twelve tournament is going to have to face. TCU and then Texas Tech and then Baylor or Kansas State and then Texas and then Kansas or like Iowa Iowa State State had a fantastic year this year. They've struggled in Big 12 play because the Big 12 is damn good. And so, you know, you're going to have to play Iowa State and then Texas and then Baylor in the final. So it's not going to be an easy road to a Big 12 tournament championship. So I like Kansas's chances. But honestly, the the way the Big Twelve has gone this year, it, it it can go. I could see Kansas State upsetting somebody in the first. They could oh. they could take out somebody like an Iowa State. Bruce. Or it seems Texas like they do Tech. that every year. Bruce yeah. Weber, my goodness, I I love Kansas. I, if I can elaborate I love on Kansas that real quick, State because they play I, four point guards. <laughs> bizarre, they're great. Um, I I really like Kansas this year, yeah. and and as opposed to years past. And I know we've seen it so many times. And I know I get burned every year pretty much because I have Kansas in the Elite Eight at least every year. Right, but and they never make it there. But I would argue that Abaji is the be- the best big game player that Kansas has had since maybe Frank yeah. Mason, maybe before that even. Like I just that's what wins in March every time. That's why I'm sketch on Michigan State, and we'll get into all that later. That's been a lot of Michigan State's problems this year. Is they don't have a guy who can just go get the. That was Abaji. Like yesterday, he struggled. At the end of the game, showed up in overtime, showed up, yep. and that's why Kansas ultimately wins games. And I just Bill Self is still a great coach. I know that there's the late game, late season struggles, but I really like Kansas this year. So, Brendan, to your point, it is very tough to pick a winner from the Big 12 tournament, but I, I like Kansas. I, I, too, have tried my best to examine myself and see how much credit I'm giving a team that I watched in person versus teams that I haven't seen in person. Yeah, there is and that so bias. It does exist. I, I, I do think a lot about that first game of the season that we saw in the Garden. We saw the Abaji train take off. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he, we, that was his career high after that night We saw a guy average 12 points per game in 2020, dropped 30 on Michigan State, and you and I were like, Wow, what a random game right. for and a then random make it, guy. And then make it a pattern. It was he's now mm-hmm. averaging, you know, whatever it is, twenty or something. National but, player of the year, most likely. Yeah, he's up there for sure. Not Keegan Murray can't play defense. <laughs> Let's go the- can. He that that's yeah. too where he can come in clutch, yeah. like you talked about, Trent, is defensively. And Kansas as a whole is really good at that. I really like Kansas's Dewan Wright. He's a true point guard, doesn't score the ball a lot, but doesn't turn it over. Passes really well. How can you not like Christian Brown? I worry not ab- Ron Brown. I worry about Kansas down low because Abaje is more of a wing slasher type who can. You're not a McCormick guy. A little bit. Yeah, I'm not really a McCormick guy. I'm You're not, not really a, a Jalen Wilson Jr. guy. I'm not a, a, a Mitch Lightfoot or a, a Jalen Coleman Lands. I don't love the way McCormick has played this year. I think they can. Against a team like Baylor, if they get healthy, against a team like Texas Tech, you know, against anybody they might see in the NCAA tournament with with more superior bigs, I don't know if how well they can hold up down low. But that's where 
Abajai and Christian Brown and guys like that will help. Let's go to the Conference of Champions, which is the in- Big Ten. Yeah, oh, oh boy. Kidding. The Conference of Champions sucks at basketball this year. Dude, every year. You have Arizona, and you have UCLA, <laughs> and you have USC, and then outside of that, it's kind of like maybe a couple they bubble teams. They still might have a champion this year, though. Ooh, I don't know. Arizona. Benedict Matherman, shout out. But I want to talk about USC, UCLA. Hopefully you stayed up late yeah. for that one last night. I fell asleep, so I had to catch the highlights in the morning. Shame on me. Honorary buzzer. But... UCLA snuck out a nice win against USC, who's going to be a sneaky five to seven ish seed. And what do we make of the Bruins this year? Because I know all three of us have had some pointed thoughts on them, especially the man to my right, Mister Bally. Yes, but they return a lot of experience. Uh, Mac, Mac Cronin, Chris Cronin, Mick. yeah, Mick. Mick. I am stupid. Mick Cronin <laughs> Not is as a- stupid as Desmond Howard. Oof. Mick Cronin is a fantastic coach in March. Proved that last year. They have a lot of experience. I like their team, but I don't know. That gut basketball feeling in me just says back-to-back final four runs is just unrealistic considering the nature of March. Yes. And Trent is along this line of thinking. I was on this to start the year, and me and Brendan disagreed on it, so I want Brendan's opinion. But my thing is, although the team did go to the final four last year and didn't lose a whole lot, of talent didn't lose anybody. Well, they, yeah, they brought everyone back, and that was kind of why they and were more. so they were so you know highly ranked at the beginning of the year. But like I, you can't sell me on the fact that just making a Final Four run and then doing that automatically makes you such a like national contender for the next season. I think they're going to make a run, but like you said, so in the nature of March for for a school you could like probably UCLA, them into the Sweet Sixteen. It's not. But... Like, it's not like UCLA is really even a blue blood. Like they they, they mm. have the history. They have the history. They get the talent and stuff, but they don't win the championships. I, uh, does Matt? Is, does Ooh, Matt hate this he's table? Got a, I I'm out on the Bruins. I, okay, yeah, I, I just blood, but well, they are. But like when I don't know. I, I I want Brendan to go because I am not sold on the Bruins. I think they're like a Sweet Sixteen team this year. So that's, I think that's where they'll end up, and then no further. Here's the thing. I want to rewind to about 365 days ago, roughly around okay. this time, in All which right. in which. The Pac-12 sucked. It does again. Didn't have a lot of tournament teams. Does again. Didn't have a lot, other than Arizona this year, didn't have a lot of headline talent last in the year, conference. Last year, the only one was Mobley. Right. And this year, the only one is like Arizona and their collection. And then what happened? USC they made a Final Four. went right. to the Sweet 16. Oregon State went to the Sweet 16. Shout out. UCLA went to the Final <laughs> Four. Shout Oregon, out Wayne Tinkle. Oregon upset Iowa in the first round. So, so you think there's an ass backwards trend here? Let's. I'm just saying, let's not I, make the same mistake. I don't hate it. This Brendan, is a UCLA, Bill UCLA team with six losses this year, four in quad one, including Arizona, Gonzaga, and Oregon on the road. USC is their other quad one loss. They've got four quad one wins as well, which I think is pretty good for a really bad Pac-12. I saw a hilarious video. I, I mentioned Bill Walton just a moment ago. I saw a hilarious video of Bill Walton the other day on Twitter. And ESP, it, this was an ESPN broadcast of something. And Bill was, was starting to, like, he was beginning a sentence on Russia and Ukraine. Oh. And ESPN cut him immediately. As they should. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. I that's, was like, that's actually really funny. I was like, wow. I was like, whoever was directing that. Stroke Smart. of genius yeah. right there. All right. But, but one more one more yes. thought on UCLA. So with what I said, I will say I'm not picking the Bruins to be a Final Four team yet. 
it's going to depend on their draw. He's they're a they're one of those teams fan. where, like, you know, Baylor, Texas Tech, Gonzaga, Villanova, a lot of those teams you can pretty much write in Elite Eight, and then it's going to come down to whoever you think they're going to play in right. that matchup to the Final Four. UCLA is more so who their, who their draw is going to be. They're going to be a three seed. It's in the bracket of which one seed, which two seed. Are there any higher seeds that I think could beat them? They're going to be more dependent on the draw than some of the other better teams. And to Brennan's point real quick, there's also expectations this year. Last year there weren't. And I just think that that might matter a little bit. Yeah. Mick Cronin not exactly proven in that aspect. Not exactly. I mean, he's he's obviously a very fine coach. But you, right. you get my point. That's all. Yes. All right. So we have a basketball game this afternoon in East Lansing. Four o'clock is the pregame really? show. We do? We, believe oh. it or not, we do. Four o'clock, the pregame oh, show with boy. you and I and Trent. You, Trent, you want to join I'll us? I'll hop the, on today. Right. I'd it's, love to. We got a three-man <laughs> pregame show today. It's going to be electric. I was planning on it's asking you that question off-air, but you know what? Why say off-air what you can say on-air? If, if there's anything we've learned in four years of radio here together at WDBM, what just if you bring it on-air? Well, if what it's if you about ask Russia, me and I was Ukraine, like, and you're Bill Walton, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Matt. If we get, if, if we like start talking, if, if we like go full like NPR or something, just cut our mics and and take the rest of the show away. We're not going to talk about who's coming in on the Western Front or something. <laughs> so, but nevertheless. We do have a basketball game today, just down the road at the Breslin Center. It's Michigan State and Maryland. The Spartans are looking to end their season on a positive winning note after we thought they were potentially back after that Purdue game. After a month of turmoil and torture. It was a month of turmoil and torture, and then a brief moment of reprieve. Bliss. A beautiful bliss. And now we're back in in, in, in hell here. (laughs) So... It's, it's Michigan State, Maryland. Maryland's crummy. Michigan State is not. I mean, that, that, boom, there's my analysis. But, <laughs> th- I mean, this is a Danny Manning. D- Danny Manning. Wow. I, if, if they're listening right now, which they could be, I mean, because they're in town. They're but in nevertheless, just, just win today. It's senior day. You have four seniors, three of which might not be done yet. We'll talk about that in a moment. But Trent's. Just win today. Yes. Get to that 20-win mark. Get a couple of days of rest before the Big Ten tournament. Yes. I don't care about what's happened before. Get a win today. Have a little extra bounce in your step tomorrow headed into practice. And just get the monkey off your back once again. Just get a win. Look, I feel great about today. Maybe I'll have egg on my face as I have all season. I mean, I do too. Much, but so. I feel great about today. Guys, there's just a little bit of magic on Senior Day. There always is. No pun intended. Brendan, your your man Cassius. I mean, it was unreal the year they played Ohio State. And Ohio State was a very fine team that year. Yeah. Beat the them first, by 20 on Senior Day. This, this is the, the first logo. Senior Day with fans since that. Yeah, it is. Good good observation. My, my, my man's Sloan over here. But my point is it's just It's our that, Senior Day as well. Guys, this team, if there was ever a game for them to be locked in, it has to be this one. If they lose this one, I am. Very concerned going into the tournament and whatnot, but uh, I, I like the Spartans Trent, big today. Trent, I have a question. I have an answer. If if State, or I'm going to pick State to win by a lot today, they'll yes. be able to do their whole ceremony, kiss the floor. Will yeah. Danny will. Manning complain? Will he get upset? Will he no, pull he's, Chris Holtman? He's not, yeah, he's not an a-hole like Chris Holtman. Chris Holtman, I think, out. I think Danny Manning, as the former player and the former, uh, some would say great, that he is. Oh, a um, great. I, I, would, I, th- I think he'll understand. Michael uh, Michael would disagree with you, Brennan. I think he likes Chris Holtman a lot. Uh, well, Chris yeah, Holtman. No also, the, don't the, lose to Nebraska and the I'll get only, back with you. The only argument here that, that makes any sense ever is if you don't like that they kiss the floor, 
don't get lose. beat by double digits. Oh my Solid gosh! Yeah. They're Simple. using substitute. They're using substitution timeouts and kissing the floor for five second intervals. Oh my goodness! Oh my! Oh, there's 85 on the scoreboard against us. Oh, the humanity! Exactly, Brendan. You put it perfectly. Like, just do something about it, then, dude. Yeah. We've seen we've seen the team not do that because they can't. Right? Like, it just happens after the game and or also, whatever. Also, it'll be a 15 point game today by the time that happens. So, just putting that out there. Yeah. But 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 <laughs> it's existence. happened before where Michigan State has lost this game and they've had to do the the kiss the floor after the game. It happened with Ohio State a couple of years ago where they beat them and then the the seniors had to go out after the game with a loss and, and kiss the floor. So, simple as that. If you don't like it, win. So, four seniors today. You have uh Peterson, Hauser, Gabe Brown, Marcus Bingham Jr. And the question is, and I was thinking about this on my drive in today as I was sipping my delicious coffee with the theme colors red and brown from a Canadian coffee company. <laughs> I won't say anymore, no free plugs. But I, in my head, I was like, wow, this is senior day, but I bet you two or four of these guys are back next year. Which two? I bet you that Brown and Hauser are back next year. I think Bingham's gone. I think Bingham is um, gone. Really? I think Hauser. Peterson is getting a grad degree, so obviously because he already has a degree from Ferris State. Right. Joey, a lot of people are just kind of casting aside Joey. You know, uh, you know, he'll be gone. He's he's had injuries and stuff. He technically has two more years if he wanted one because he had an injury at Marquette plus the COVID year. I read that Friday, I believe. I'll, I'll check the report to quote Jim Caldwell, but I think that. He, he's knocking down threes at a better rate this year. There's an argument that he could come back next year, work defensively, craft I, his game a little bit, because if he can knock down shots, you have a pro future. And Brown, he's kind of he's kind of a heart and soul guy, and even though he hasn't been the vocal leader that a lot of them expected to him to be this year, including us, he Izzo loves him. Marcus, I don't know, another year might be too frustrating for all parties involved. I see two of those four coming back. It just seems like those seeds are being planted right now that are kind of leading up to that, in my opinion. I just don't want to do this song and dance again next year. <laughs> yeah. And with all three, They need some wings on next year's team. With all three of these players in question, there is a song and dance that we've done for the past two years. It's true. More so... Is Aaron Henry leaving or going? 517. Well, but, 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 I mean, for them in particular, just as players, for Bingham and for Hauser in particular, Gabe Brown last year, there, there was less song and dance, and he was more a reserve wing guy who could come in and give you a spark. This year, he was supposed to be the guy, and that's the, the song and dance that we've done. But with Bingham, it's... The effort. Does he like basketball? He doesn't play hard enough. I think he should play more. Well, I think he should play energy. less. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Hauser can't shoot. He's slow defensively. Oh, but he does all the little things right. He's a great rebounder. Just give him confidence and he'll knock down. Th I just don't. We don't need another year of that. It's exhausting for us as fans. Yeah. It's exhausting for us as reporters. It's exhausting for Tom Izzo and his staff. At some point, I understand, you know, you got to do what's best for you. You need another year to develop and try to get to the league and make some money. That makes sense. But at some point, it is better for both parties to just separate whether Close you have eligibility or not. And I think we are th – that's kind of where we were last year with guys like Foster Lawyer, Thomas Kithier, Aaron Henry. Even Langford. See, God yeah. love him. I mean, like, he had another year of eligibility, and I think he he and Izzo were both kind of like, dude, you've given everything. And my, yes. my main thought is the following concerning Hauser and Brown, and or really any of these players in general. 
kind of looking at the makeup of the roster next season, and I really don't want to forecast too much because we have a game to play today. We have games to play in Indianapolis this week, and then we have an NCAA tournament. But we're having the conversation right now. Plenty of point guards on next year's team, especially with Trey Holloman coming in. You have Jackson Kohler coming in who could fill a spot potentially of someone exiting like Bingham. I, he's, he's mainly a five, but I don't know. I, I got to take a look at his game a little bit closer to figure out where exactly he's going to fit in. But you look at this team and you think of the wings coming back. Obviously, you have Christie coming back, Akins and Brooks, the youngsters. But on And Malik Hall has been more of a wing than a big, in my opinion. But it's late in the recruiting cycle right now. You're, I don't think you're really bringing in any more kids out of high school. Izzo is reluctant to use the transfer portal in big, flashy ways. Reluctant is dumbing it down. They need wings on next year's teams. Either they need wing, Bottom line is they need wings next year. Portal is looking unlikely. More, more high school kids is looking unlikely. They don't have a ton of options internally other than the freshman right now and Malik Hall. They need a wing or two for next year's team. Does Izzo tell, call Joey or Gabe into his office and say, another year? They need wings. He doesn't use the portal. No. no. I think I think Gabe is more likely, which is wild to say because we know how much Izzo loves Hauser. But right. I just think that if you love something, set it free, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's I think even Tom Izzo knows that like, you know, Gabe Brown would be more effective on this team next year than Joey Hauser would be. That's true. But I, I just I I don't know, maybe this is just selfish of me, but I'm this era of yeah. Michigan State You're basketball ready to, needs yeah. to move on. We it's need, similar to last year when they purged new the blood, roster. We need new life. We need to get but but even still they purged the roster and it's still the same. Gabe Brown has been here a very long time. My so biggest, is Marcus Bingham Jr. And this team is cursed. They had five players averaging double figures, and they lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. They go to the Final Four and lose to a buzzsaw in Texas Tech and when Mooney has a career-high game. They're going to be a national champion team, and it gets cut off by COVID. Just get rid of the curse and these players that have been here for all of those teams. They need to move on. We need new blood and, and, and something new to be excited about. Matt Merrifield, any returners next year? You're going to be here, so both both you and Brendan will be here. We will not, Trent. Cry, cry, cry. I feel like Hauser will be back. I'm not sure. I know Tom loves him, and I just think he fills a spot that we'll probably need on the wing. He fills a void in Tom's hole. He does. Tom's heart. <laughs> there you go. 517. Uh, no, go ahead, Matt. No no, no I, phone I think, number. No think, phone number. I think uh, Gabe is a likely comeback. I'm not sure, though. The team's going to be interesting to see next year because there's a lot yeah, of holes. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm caught so, up. Because if Bingham leaves, who's – I mean, Marble's a very good center. He's played well, but he's Suzuko. not go. He played well Money. the other night, but – His roster is so cluttered, too. It's very cluttered. That, that's why uh, the point guard situation is exhausting just I, to I, think they're gonna about. Have, they're going to have nine point guards next year. Can I expand on and your wing bigs. point? Yes. I, want, I just want to do That's that my real biggest quick. Area so Sloan is very concerned about the wing depth next season, and I am a little less so, and I want to tell you why. Max Christie, the, the, the positives we've seen from him this year, I think are much more sustainable next year as a sophomore. I think Jaden Nakins, too, a little less so, of course, Jaden Nakins, but when he gets in, he shows flashes. I mean, shoot, he was one of your only good players who showed up against Ohio State, right? Comes in, hits a couple threes as an energy guy, does a few things nice defensively. So I think you got him too, and you mentioned both those guys. I think that's most of your wing minutes, and then maybe you do bring back Brown. But I also think – Yo, Pierre. I think given – oh, Pierre will get his run too. But I also think that Tyson Walker might start playing the two a little bit more next year. 
because he's your best. I think he's the best shooter on the roster. I don't think that's necessarily a hot take. And then you bring in Holloman to be your backup point guard and Hogard starts. Like, I just think Walker might get most of his minutes at the two next year I, and then run the one in, like, spots here and there. I have an idea to fix the issue that we've had over the past two years at Michigan State basketball. What is that? And the issue has been in some – Imani Bates. In some bass Ackwards world <laughs> – yeah, low-key. No. Hey, um, we got to – we will talk Imani Bates on the other we side. Will. But the the issue in, in some backwards way has been depth in which there's been too much of it. And, and there's no superstar. And when they play together, they play as a team. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> that's, and, that's me. That was me all year. No, Brennan just mocked that me. Was, that was me too. And, and uh, you know, I did it on the cast multiple times. Yeah. And it, it, at this, what about, what if next year it's Hogard at the one, Aikens at the two, Christie at the three, Malik at the four, and then Bingham, Marble, Sissoko at the five. Kohler. And so coming off the bench, you've got Walker, you've got Kohler, you've got Holloman, Brooks. you've got Sissoko, and you've got Yo Brooks. Pierre. You've Keon got Coleman. ten. You've got ten guys. Keon Coleman, that's a good point. You've got ten guys. You've got a starting five and a second five. You've got and and that second five is going to need some time to develop. So then you're limiting yourself to like seven guys that you can get production from and seven guys you can focus on all year instead of 15 like he has right now. <laughs> yeah, all right. So yeah. What do you, you mean? Can... I like having a lineup of, of uh, you know, a starting nine, first it's base, too... second base, <laughs> yeah, right? center. I don't like that, that, shooting we, guard. that Michigan State makes a line change at the under-16 timeout in the first half. That's, I that's, don't like it that's either. Tom Izzo. It's got to be too. It, I it mean, has don't to you be remember? Much don't you remember 2017 at the under 16 when he'd bring in oh, Tum Tum, Ben yes. Carter, and Kenny Goins? Yeah, Kenny. KG. Oof. Shout out. All right. God, I love Michigan State basketball. I love March. We're here, baby. We're going to stay here as yes. well. Because on the other side of the break, we're going around the world of college basketball. Amani Bates will be mentioned. And. I'm thinking about unleashing a take on him that might burn this studio to the ground. Sloan has a take. Don't let his dad hear. Sloan take alert. So watch out for that. I'm going to collect my thoughts, sip some coffee, and we'll be back in three minutes. College basketball full court press. 89 FM, the music that matters. It is the end of the universe. One man stands alone in the barren wasteland. It's raining lava, and circling above are metal horses with three heads that breathe lightning. Skulls are everywhere. He raises his guitar to the sky. Every mountain explodes. And he refuses to listen to anything but... The Hours of Power. Thursday nights at 10. Only on... 88.9 The Impact. Slow down, you're driving too fast. Uh, all right, honey. Okay. My seat's cold. Turn off the AC. Hey, watch out for that red light. Oh, uh, that's not really red. That's just the warning red. It's fine. We're almost there anyway. Look out for that bicycle. Laser cut Puny humans, why is it that you cannot seem to operate your motor vehicles safely? Next time, there may not be a giant robot around to prevent imminent disaster. Whoa, put me down! And you, with the pedal-driven two-wheeled apparatus, why did you not guarantee the crosswalk was clear before you entered? I, uh... And where is your helmet? Human brains do not have a standard factory part number and cannot be easily replaced. For tips on optimal survival strategies while biking, you should visit bikes.msu.edu. I will put you down now. Now I'm gonna be late for Pinochle. A message from 89FM.
Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM. We're clapping our hands in the studio. Get your hands in the air, people, because it is March. And not only is it like March 1st, 2nd, we're a week into March. We're a weekend. Let it play, Matt Murphy. A week this away. is a party. This is a special day. It's Trent and I's last game at the Breslin Center. We're not going to be emotional. Not one oh, bit. Not, not at all. It's a party in the East Lansing. Because you know what? Even though this team has been ratty the last month and a half, today we have reasons to be happy. It's March. John Rothstein-isms are everywhere. We're, we're very happy. It's we not are, 10 degrees. We are seven days away. We're very ready to is roll that as well. All? What's today? It is Ooh. the sixth. Hello, Sunday. Let's it get is, around it, the world. It's seven days away. We're gonna take a nice. We're gonna get on a, a one of those buses with the the upper part of the bus. Uh, double open. decker. Yeah, we're gonna get on a double decker bus here and drive around the college basketball world with Matt Merrifield. Mister Merrifield, take us uh, take us on the tour. All right. First question: Who is the favorite to win the Big Ten tournament? Purdue. One. Two, three, Illinois. Illinois. Yes! Go! <laughs> Sloan and I always, we like to test. I know Matt Merrifield hates Illinois, but look, I'm I think thrilled. at this, I think at this juncture in the season, they are best equipped to fit. Like we've seen Ohio State waver a little down the stretch. We, you know, Iowa's, I, I, I don't buy it. You know, Michigan obviously don't buy it. Michigan State don't buy it. I like Illinois a lot. So I know a lot would say Purdue, but Purdue also has faltered a little bit down the stretch here. They play a lot of close games, Purdue does. You guys ready for this pick? Give, give it. Mid-Nebraska. Rutgers oh, coming in at the four seed in the Big Ten tournament. No, that'd be crazy. I honestly, I think it's going to be really hard for someone to beat Wisconsin. I think it'll be okay. That's a good Wisconsin. take. Wisconsin was the one team I didn't mention, but I. So look, you're I, on Purdue. We're on Illinois. I'm, I'm on Illinois. Are you on Purdue, Matt? I'm going to roll with Wisconsin. Wow, yeah, we have but, some differing opinions here. Uh, no one pl- picks Purdue. Please divulge. I don't, no, I don't think Purdue wins the Big Ten tournament. You don't. I, I think they're going to end up as a, as a sneaky three seed in the tournament, and we'll talk Are about you that in Wisconsin momentarily. Yeah. Okay, right. so we, what's your reasoning behind Wisconsin, Matt? I mean, I know the Johnny Davis Chucky factor. Hepburn. The Johnny Davis factor is real because he's damn good and is going to be in the conversation for Big Ten Player of the Year, National Player of the Year. Oh, I completely agree. I don't know if he's going to overtake Murray for Big Ten Player of the Year, but he's a ticket. I mean, you can't doubt Greg Gard. They play smothering defense, and, and they're and they're just good. Every time you doubt Wisconsin, they're just good. So, it's, it's anything else? As much as I hate Brad Davison, they're just a really oh. good basketball team. I'm not sure. Brad uh, Davison's going to put a stamp Johnny on Johnny Davis face. is a future Piston. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, what are you I saying? No, I'd no. love it. I'd love it, What, though. in the second no, round? No, don't, don't give me that bad mojo. Jabari Smith is the only future Piston we manifest here at WDBM. Or Jaden Ivey. No. I, I don't how want Jaden Ivey. I don't know Killian where Hayes, Kate Cunningham, and or Johnny Davis Killian or Jaden Ivey. I don't know where Trade Sloan Killian got the Oklahoma Jayden City Ivey thing going on. Sloan no. started that about two no. weeks ago. Jaden Ivey can, can he can go to he can <laughs> go to of, Houston because Jalen Green was a bust. Friend of the program, Rico Beard of ninety seven won the ticket. I listened to him make a case for him a few weeks back on the ticket with Fellaini, and ever since then, I've been infatuated with the idea. I'm still, I'm still Jabari Smith team, but all I'm saying is I wouldn't necessarily hate it. But we're way off the question, Trent. The reason I think Illinois is my favorite to win the Big Ten tournament is just the depth they have around Coburn and the fact that they can use him in different ways, let him pass the ball a little bit, you know, work with him in the high post. Curbelo's weird injury statuses and stuff gives me pause but man 
Trent Frazier yes. is just playing at a different level this Waiting season. Waiting for you to mention the I man. I can see him being your 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 player of the Big Ten tournament. You have another grizzled veteran in Demonte Williams who's very good. Alfonso Plummer is very good. They have a lot of depth at, at the big man positions as well. So they can, if one of them is in foul trouble, they can absorb that a little bit. They're going to have a I lot just, of fans in Indianapolis as well. I am very high on the Illini as March gets going. You nailed it. You nailed it from top to bottom. I just don't know who stops Kofi Coburn in the Big Ten tournament. National NCAA tournament's a little bit of a different story. I'll give you that. But in the Big Ten tournament, Kofi Coburn is playing at peak center performance right now. Can't be stopped. I mean, he's shooting like 70% from the floor in his last like eight games or something, something outlandish like that. And I just think you nailed it with Trent Frazier. I love uh, Coach Underwood going into March. Great, I, I just, great fella. Even though last season they flamed out. Wait, I understand. What? We're talking about the Big Ten tournament right now. And I want to say. Like, I like Coach Underwood and I like Illinois. I agree with your second point. The, the grand scheme of things, and this is something you will agree with, the grand scheme of things in the NCAA tournament rat race picture and the Big Ten tournament are two completely, completely different, yeah. different things. Yeah. And that is why I am edging Illinois over Purdue in my pick because I really like the Boilermakers as a potential Final Four team even though they've played and lost some close games down the stretch. But in terms of an insulated environment in Indianapolis where it's just everybody in, we're playing – you know, basically three on three at the park in the summer, and we're just going to see who wins. Big three on three tournament. I like the Illini. I just do. You were going to say something, Brendan, and it's not about Jabari Smith, even though I like him. I don't like Bruce Pearl though. But anyways, <laughs> what were you going? What were you going to? Say? I was just going to say the whole Underwood in March thing. Is, is that founded yet? January, February, no, no, I, Underwood. I, what I meant by that was I just like I, I think he's got his guys grounded, and I think he learned from last year's mistakes a little bit, and I just think ultimately. I was not a huge Iota Sumu guy. I am a big Kofi oh. Coburn guy. And I just like, I like Kofi. In the, again, I want to emphasize this. In the Big Ten tournament, I don't know who stops Coburn because we've seen him feast on everybody. Right. Like, I, I just don't. And I think that's the key. I think he's literally going to put up a, he's going to average, State. he's going to average a 20 point double double with like three blocks in this tournament. And yeah. the, I think Illinois is going to win it. Mati Sissoko will give him the business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Merrifield. He, he did last year. All right, next question. Will Imani Bates play another game for Memphis? Nope. Nah. No. Given the are you are you he's kidding me? He's got a back Give, injury right now, but I think the back injury is more of injury. Penny Hardaway wouldn't put him back in the rotation <laughs> if he get, went back in the team. <laughs> so he's bad. going to that back out of the season. Penny Hardaway but, should get fired, by the way. They might make the tournament. They've had this weird run in the past. Dude, ever just, since they just that, throw hey, money at people. Hey Trent, they play Houston today. That's oh, I love Houston. One. I've got that in my. Big I've got that one. in my gambling corner. Love Houston. We'll get Watch to that out later. for Memphis, though. So, t- yeah. so let me paint a picture for you. <laughs> many, many moons ago, and let me have my moment in the sun, gentlemen. Many moons ago, I I went golfing with my dad on a warm summer day. July Your dad's of, all over the show. I love it. July of 2020. Dad and I came home from the golf course. We were watching Sports Center, and all of a sudden, Imani Bates comes on there and commits to Michigan State. And I said, This is kind of random timing. And then, obviously, he would later decommit, get paid X amount of money by Penny Hardaway to go to Memphis, which is very far away from beautiful Ypsilanti, Michigan. Shout out to 734, where he came from. I don't think he plays another game for Memphis. Is Imani Bates. The key to fixing Michigan State basketball. 517 884 No. You did not just Sloan, plug is, the phone this number. Is the most, this is the most Sloan take I've ever heard. And I mean that in a good way. I, Izzo, I just don't think. Tom, what a terrible mojo, They need a score. I mean, they need the go-to guy. Amani, it's got to be Amani. Amani Bates could come home back to his roots, even though his family is, <laughs> oh, man, Elgin. 
Elgin, Elgin, Elgin. But anyways, all I'm saying is that if Tom Izzo, all I'm saying is this. I'm not saying I want this to happen, but. Kind of sounds like you do. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying I want this to happen, but hear me out. If okay. Tom Izzo was really not happy with the direction of his team and truly wanted to press the nuclear button to try to win a title before he retires, is this the button he presses? I don't know because I don't. It's on the key, think, it's on the keyboard. I think. I think him and Akins are irreconcilable, and I think at this point Tom would rather have Akins. Call me crazy. This is I, crazy. I just we're think... having this conversation, and it's all my fault. I love it. <laughs> Chaos. Well, yeah. So full disclosure, it's not like this is rumored or anything. No, we're just we're, we're living in the rumor. We're living in Sloan World now, it's and rumored. we're having fun in oh, Sloan, Sloan World. Sloan World's so chaotic. Sloan World is full of random hypotheticals that we love to talk about because they would be fun. Brandon thoughts. I don't. I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> There's no. Does anyone? There is, Matt, do you have any thoughts? There, there is no. no way this Imani's, could work. Imani's a bum. All I'm no. saying <laughs> is that if Tom Izzo wanted to go nuclear, nuclear, Eject. this could be an option. The, I think. I think in that case, he would have to crazy literally, nuclear, literally get rid of every single player currently on the roster and expected to be on the roster, bring in Imani Bates, all and I'm then build a team all around I'm that. All I'm saying is this. If and I agree with you, the mojo and there's weirdness going on, and and Tom's only got so many years left, and by no means am I speculating or advocating for this, but if if he wanted to go hardcore weirdness, it would be hardcore weirdness, and it would catch headlines, and it'd be something. Does he strike you as a guy? He's not Jim Harbaugh. Is he, does he strike you as a guy to go hardcore weirdness? When men get desperate, desperate <laughs> for national titles. Interesting things happen. I, All right, Matt, cut us off. Next question. All right, next question. Is this the year Iowa finally makes a run in the NCAA tournament? Why are we? No. One, two, One, two three, no. No, hell no. Why are we I, talking I, about Iowa? I, I, I don't, just don't. It's, it's on the sheet. I just, I give it I'm just read the author of this? See, I put this on here because I just wanted to trash on their lack of defense. They they can't play defense. Hey, Cam McLaren's here. He's got a quality dairy coffee, and he just said horns down. He doesn't like Iowa either. He does not like Iowa when they don't play defense. I Dude, just, like, why now? Like, why would we think that now? I, I, I don't. Well, they're catching. Ooh, Keegan that, Murray. Ooh, they score true. a lot of points. Man, it, they shoot the three well. Nah, you gotta, you gotta we lock people in, down in March. Can we lump this in with the next question? Because I think it's also a hard no, at least for me. But okay, go for I it. Agree. Uh, these two, these two are gonna say different things. Are, Matt, we, are we worried about I'm a classic not. Matt Painter March choke job? Yes. yes. No, I don't think. I no. think this year's team is like Gonzaga last year. I got year, it. Like Gonzaga last year, we had this take collectively about Gonzaga last year. If there's going to be a year when they did it, it was going to be last year. If there's going to be a year when Purdue's it, Purdue is going to Purdue's it. Yeah, you had it right. If they're going to Purdue's it, they're going to Purdue's it this year. No, this is okay. The thing, the thing about this is Matt Painter has made runs in March before. He's yeah. made choke job, but but okay, don't forget about the Elite Eight. In <laughs> what which, about Tennessee? In which they were a buzzer beater to send it to overtime I away know, from going I to just, the Final Four. I just am saying, but, though, like the Elite Eight is that the standard there? But that's the thing is they had Carson Edwards that year, and, and he had a fantastic season. And don't get me wrong, but that was about it. He's never. He's always. But we just know how smart he is as a coach. We know how well he develops players. Eleven of his current fifteen players are from the state of Indiana, and he's got a Final Four favorite team. Some that say says it's the a state lot. Of basketball. And and he's never had a team that already had this much skill. 
So they have this much skill. He's coached them to where they are. He coached Jaden Ivey to be a National Player of the Year candidate. He coached Zach Eady to be the Big Ten's most improved player. He's coached Travion Williams to be the best passing big man that the Big Ten has seen probably this decade. And he's coached them here, and they have the skill now to override all the bad mojo and the bad luck that they've gone through in March and make a run. This is surprising for me, for especially from you, Brendan, because I know you're the Kempom guy. Kempom Don. There oh, that's true. They would be the worst defensive team ever to make the Final Four. I, you bring up a great point, Matt. Very soft in the middle. Defense. Yeah, they're they, very uh, soft in the middle. Mr. Bally. Dude, okay, so but, my, but, 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 number one offense in the country. My my thing is this. My my thing is this. Like if I just why why would I why would I think that I I just I this is such a lazy take, Brendan. You make a great case, by the way, like a very compelling Thank case you. for Purdue. I completely get it. I also have seen this Purdue team lose almost every close game it's been in, and I have to look at last year. Yeah, but like Chucky Hepburn off the window and Ron Harper Jr. That, from half court. That's the stuff that happens, though. Like I gotta Still trust. Though. I gotta trust Still the historical walk. You telling me Michigan Michigan State's not hey, supposed to win that all game? All I'm saying is if they're on the three line with all these close games that they've lost, if a couple of them go their way, but yet, well, hypothetically, if a couple of them did go their way, they'd be like maybe a borderline they'd one. Be, they'd, they'd be twenty-eight and three. All I'm Brendan. saying is they're a damn, they're a damn sneaky three in my opinion. They are so, so they, they will be underseeded. I will give you that, Brendan. My question for you is: while they are the number one offense in the country, Michigan State and uh, among other teams have kind of laid it out right. If you stop Ivy, you're going to win. Just and as I know long that's as not that's North not a hard Texas. thing to do. Or, that's not an easy thing to right. do. I understand that, but like Edie's not going to win you the game. Gillis is not going to win you the game. Like it's stop Ivy. If you've got a good perimeter defender, you're probably going to be favored to win. If yeah. You're, if you're somewhere on on Purdue's level, hopefully North Texas but, doesn't have a lockdown perimeter defender. But this question is about Matt Painter specifically, and Brennan, you are correct. He, he hasn't always had a stacked deck. The cards haven't always been in his favor. But I have to go with previous trends. And I know you could say, well, Trent, why are you on Kansas then? I don't know because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> so like I, I just I, I, I flip flop and that kind of stuff. I get it's it. March. But I, I got I... it's March when anything can happen, and I got to go with the gut, and the gut says Purdue, Sweet 16 team. That's- All I'm saying is Purdue is a collective, a cumulative five seconds from being 28-3 and three this season. But that's college basketball. But that's right. the, that's, that's, that's the sport we I'm love. I'm just saying, like, nobody yeah. else this year has had a season this good and still been that close to being that much better. You know? that, no, that's fair. You make a great point for Purdue. And honestly, I always root for the Big Ten in the tournament. Right. So I got will to. I will be pulling for the Boilermakers, I, but my God, I just I can't trust it. I am mo- I really I think I agree with your Jaden Ivy point too, but like Matt said, that's where I worry about them is the defense. That's where I get scared is that, you know, if they get in a boat race with somebody, I don't know if they can win that down the stretch because they can't get stops. Right. All right, Mr. Merrickfield. Thank you, Mark. This one is this one pains me to read. How disappointing is that? Is it that Oakland won't make the NCAA tournament? Mm. Did they lose? They did did yeah, they did. They lost to Wright State in the. Come was that? On. Was it the? Was it even the semis? It was, was the, it the quarters? Five. It was the quarters. It was the four oh. five game. They don't deserve to make it. No, Jalen Moore, Jamal Kane, man. You got to do. They had injury they, problems. They, they play like six guys. I mean, I could have told so you. I could have told you months ago. They it's just win. disappointing because <laughs> Campy. I mean, man. Oh, I know. We love Campy. We love Campy. Built but for March. Jalen Moore and Jamal. You have the, that duo right there, along with their other starters. No depth, which I agree, Trent is a massive <laughs> problem. But man, 
Like, it, hello, they I, play six dudes. It would have been so damn cool to see those two guys, Campy and our, our Oakland Golden Grizzlies, in the NCAA tournament. Would you have picked, a spo- it was a spoiled a damn would good you team. Have, would you have picked them no matter who they played? Yes. Yeah. Of course they would. My brother goes there, so I probably would have. Oh, shout out. What's your brother's name? If you're telling me I can get. Andrew Merrifield, shout out. If you're saying I could pick number 14 Oakland over number three. Hold on. Let me pull up Joe Leonard. Villanova. Purdue. (laughs) (laughs) If you're telling me I could pick number 14 Oakland over number 10 Tennessee. Or over a three-seat Tennessee. Book it. Rick Barnes. <laughs> Rick, Rick Campy is better than Barnes. I'll give you that. Rick Barnes, I saw a video. Uh, he was pushing P in, in the post-game press conference. Did you see that? God, don't bring that in here. <laughs> Rick P Barnes. is the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life. That's, yeah. I can't stand and that. Meme. And meme. And meme. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. Next question. Tough takes. Will Michigan make the NCAA tournament? No. Yes. Yep. No. I, I have two takes on this. Go ahead. Okay, One, yeah, go ahead. They shouldn't. Their one signature win is beating Purdue in a game where they were sh- making everything in Purdue. They'll grab a win this afternoon. No, they won't. No. They're going to get um, boat raced by the Buckeyes. They're going to finish the season 16 and 14. I'm with Matt. It's Michigan, so I think they'll get in. But I think this is another thing I have an issue with. Lenardi's projections are usually off. Like last year, he had state like in the last or next four by or whatever. And they were right on the bubble, and he has Michigan well in for whatever reason. So I don't think. Yeah, actually... I don't. I've always wondered that with Lenardi this year too. Is, is I don't know what he sees in Michigan. I'll say that... this: he's got the last four in right now, as Michigan, Rutgers, Memphis, and Indiana. How is, how Three is, Big Ten teams how in the is last Rutgers four in. The last four in in Michigan. How... I know that's I know, a nice to me, Rutgers has to me, four top twenty-five wins, and I'm also have, of Michigan. They also have the first four out right now are BYU, which. Could make it as an at-large, in my opinion. Dayton, SMU, and Virginia Tech. Another team that is Virginia Tech, I think, could make it as well. The next four out, Virginia, VCU, Florida, and Oregon. The bubble is damn crowded. And Michigan we'll- does not make the tournament, guys. I don't think it's that sim- I don't think it's. I don't think it's that difficult. Like they're they have- they're going to lose yeah. Ohio State Here's, today. There's a magic number that goes with this two dumbass Michigan team, and it's thirty-four. Can anybody guess what that number They're is? Kept They're kept that ranking. Nope. And that ranking is They're, stupid. The amount of times Juwan Howard has lost his cool on the court. Stupid. The college. <laughs> That's more than. T- the NCAA <laughs> selection committee very rarely strays from the net. I find it hard to believe that a top 35 team in the net is not going to play come March 17th. The other, magic number, the other yeah. magic number is two. Beat Ohio State one game in the Big Ten tournament, book them. Yeah, in my opinion. But, but even that, I think I don't. Their their coach punches people, man. <laughs> I, I I just don't, no I, I, no. It was on. a slap. It was a slap. Oh, yeah, it was a slap. Oh, it was a slap. I'm sorry. Handed. I want all the smoke with that. I what what an, it doesn't make a difference. Hey Trent, we're you know you know who's going to Indianapolis? Who's not only us for the Big Ten tournament? Juwan. Juwan Howard. This doesn't make any sense. Just for context, Rutgers net ranking. Who can guess it? It's in the 50s, isn't it? Is it hot? 14. I might, I, I might have it. <laughs> Brennan knows it's up it, there. so. 7 7. 77? Yeah. Ow! All, That's all, bad. Let me put this one out here, too. The last four buys, according to Lenardi, are Notre Dame, Creighton, Wyoming, and Xavier. So between. The bubble, the bubble could get weird in the next week. It's, bubble, yeah. it's March, damn it. Well, so let's let's quick recap. Sloan, you've got them in. The Wolverines. In. Brennan, you've got, got the Wolverines in. I got them out. We'll see. Out. We'll see what happens. I mean, like if they beat Ohio State, they'll be in. But I don't think I think Ohio State wins today. So that's Ohio that. State's a rat bleep team. They'll lose.
Next question. <laughs> All right. Uh, will Joe Lenardi's current one seed stand? Read them. All right, I'll read them. Hold on. I have them right here. Read them. The ones are Gonzaga. Yes. They will because they'll just waltz to the w, the WCC tournament. Baylor. No. Arizona. Yes. And Kansas. Yes. My take is the following. I think whoever wins the Big 12 tournament, Baylor or Kansas, they'll be on the one line, well, yeah, which eliminates like- one of them. Right. And right. book Gonzaga and Arizona. You have, and then the two lines, the two seeds right now are Duke, Kentucky, Auburn, and Wisconsin. Duke as an ACC Auburn's tournament champion could seed. make it. Or, or what about Kentucky if they win the Big Twelve, uh, the SEC Auburn's tournament? Win the SEC tournament. But I think the answer consensus is no. Trek, yeah. No, no. So I'm with that. All so, four. No. Yeah. So Arizona and Gonzaga are locks because, like you guys mentioned, they're kind of in the same vein. Where I think they're going to win their conference tournaments. Arizona obviously. I don't even think, I don't even think Arizona shoo-in. has to and still could be the one. Yeah. Right. Because uh, they, 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 what do they have? Two losses. I mean, they're. I think two in the five. conference. Yeah, and the oh, in in the in the Pac-12, I think too. Two yeah. losses to the Pac-12. So they, yeah. So I, I, yeah. Arizona's twenty-eight and three overall. Like yeah. that's that's stellar. That's number one material. The other two, Sloan. I think you nailed. It. I think whoever wins the Big Twelve tournament is going to get that one seed. So it's going to be either Kansas or Baylor. I've got Kansas winning it, as we talked earlier. So I've got Kansas there, and then I. The that, where it get, where it gets funky is potential ACC tournament champion Duke or SEC tournament champion either Kentucky or Auburn. Yeah, so I like Auburn out of the three of those teams. I think Brennan would agree. No? Yeah, I like I like the Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, Auburn pairing. Yes. I, I, I think I, I think similar to Arizona, the number one seed from the Big Twelve, because there is going to be one unless both Kansas and Baylor lose in the first round, um, doesn't necessarily have to win the Big Twelve tournament. If Kansas or I, I think Kansas is more suited to win the Big 12 tournament just because Baylor's dealing with injuries. Jonathan Chamachacha was out for the year. We don't know if Cryer's going to be back. But um, if Kansas or Baylor loses a close game to Texas, Texas Tech, Iowa State, you know, somebody in the Big 12 championship, I still think they're going to be a one seed. I'll say this. I agree. I think it's going to be Gonzaga and Arizona as locks, the champion of the Big 12, which I think will be Kansas, the tournament. And I... my gut tells me it'll be one of Kentucky or Auburn coming out of the SEC, but watch out for Duke. Watch out for Duke. Yeah, Duke. That might tournament ju- tournament would love. To they put might the, just Coach K put, is a one, but they're just gonna. Yeah, they're gonna walk their way to an ACC championship. I'll, but... I'll say this too: What if cannibalism happens in the SEC tournament? And, right. And and one what of those teams not, are both of them. Yeah. What if it's not off? Kentucky versus Auburn? What, what if, if humans bam, eat other humans? Bam. March. It's March. <laughs> okay, we've gone off the rails. It is March. Next question. All right, next question. Does the Big Ten win a national title this year? Wait. One, One two, three. three. No. No. Okay, the, well, never. The Big Ten I, will never win a I'll, national I'll take title it a step ever further. again. Rutgers will this year. Will a Big Ten team year. make a final four? No. Make a, no, I also agree. No. no. There won't be a wow. Big Ten team in the final four. Brendan with an emphatic no. Pushing P. Purdue. It's the Big Ten. Brendan with an F. You know. It is against. The all odd that the Big That's Ten you, ever succeeds. Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> ever succeeds. What'd you say, Iowa? He said, said he said pushing push P, P Purdue. Purdue, <laughs> P- like Purdue is Purdue is the okay. only hope. And even if they make it to the Final Four, they're not gonna beat the buzz saws that are 
I, at the top of the country. I think Illinois has a chance, just given the fact that they've got Colburn. They well, got Illinois is one of those teams. A point that I was just about to make. This is a year that if you have more than one one seed in the Final Four, look out. Because there are a lot of really good teams in college basketball that are in the top 20, let alone the top 16. Yeah. Illinois is one of those teams that definitely could be a four seed, a five seed, even Texas at a five seed, you know. All of a sudden, they, they get a decent draw. Somebody gets upset. Maybe they, they don't have to play the number one seed that they thought they were going to have to play. Just they find their there. way into an yeah. Elite Eight, yeah. All right, we have one bonus one that was put in here mid-question. We, we had one put in here mid-segment. This was a mid-segment edition, and I think I, everyone knows who it was who put this in here. Who will the Pistons draft, and why is it Lots one, of one million, million percent yeah, Jabari yeah. Smith? Yeah, it could be Jaden Ivey. No, I, Sloan, Jabari Sloan, Smith. you're going to have to explain the Jaden Ivey thing to me because I am. I think Cade Cunningham is so ball dominant, and right. yeah. like I don't, I don't think here's, he fits. here's the thing. Can I, 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 I? Maybe there's a maybe there's a way. I I just don't understand. I'm not on the same just, wavelength. Can I just read the numbers real sure. quick? Sure. Hey, Marvin Bang, Jabari Smith, well. six ten, two twenty, freshman. So younger than all of us, right? He's 19 years old, 17.1 points per game in what you say is the best conference in college basketball. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Seven rebounds per game, 44% from the floor on 382 attempts, 43.6% from deep on 163 attempts, 82% from the free throw line, 30 blocks, 35 steals, 56 assists. So where's the flaw? Right. I think what I think the one thing that you He's and I disagree on trend is that I think Ivy could potentially play decently off the ball. I don't know if he'll want to, but once once again, I'll, I'm not I'm not I'm not I've I've made this clear. I'm not I'm still on the Jabari Smith train, but all I'm saying is don't count out Jay. You're making the case for Ivy. I understand. I'm making a case. I, I think it has to be made. I think if the Pistons are anywhere near the top 5, Hopefully they, they are. Don't win too much, guys. Tooth and nail claw to get Jabari Smith. I don't care if you have to trade your entire Trader reserve Troy. rotation Troy, to maybe. get to get Jabari, which is which doesn't happen in the NBA. They, they don't they don't trade up and down in the draft, but do everything you can to get him. I want to bring one thing to everyone's attention. I don't think the Pistons are going to have as high of a pick as people no, think. They're going to go. Eight, they're going to get like the eight pick. They might they're, go five hundred the rest of the way. That yeah. sounds like a crazy thing to say. There's no, eighteen games left, they and I look winning. at that schedule and I see like five or six wins. They'll they, do exactly. They're, they're what, five and five in their last ten. They're on a two game heater. Trent, they'll do what they did last year. Troy, they're starting to click, man. Why well, Troy Weaver will do? Troy, oh, Cunningham will have an ankle injury yeah. and play every other every yeah. other game. City Bay's we, out. Weaver, yeah. Weaver, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. You remember last you year? You got to do Weaver it for Jabari. Tanked. Weaver tanked last year. I don't. I just don't see a prospect tank, better than tank, Jabari Smith tank, in this tank. class. Okay. I. I just. I. Are you I, on the tank train? No. I think winning. Mm. I think winning matters right now for Cade Cunningham and for Sadiq Bay and for Isaiah Stewart. And like, I. I you get what for pick Corey you get. Joseph. You, you get what pick you should get. What pick you're worthy of getting. Uh, I will say this. I am off the NBA lottery train. Can we do away yes. with this stupid system? You're right, because Cleveland's just going to jump every year. crime of selecting the lottery. The, the teams all play 82 games. 
and there is a worse team, and there is a second-to-worst team, and there is a third-to-worst team. And I get it advocates for tanking, but they do it anyways. So let's not do this stupid lottery, and you're the worst team in the NBA, but you've got a 14% chance to get the number one pick. How does that make any sense? All righty, folks, we're going to take a quick break. I, I, I could get into that lottery debate for oh hours and, and hours and hours. Lot of show to do though. If if Major League Baseball institutes a lottery after the CBA is negotiated, if they the institute CBA, anything. Yeah, if they institute anything, can you institute a game? Thumbs up. Let's put fourteen teams in the playoffs. Woo! <laughs> Anyways, we're going to the ice after the break. Cam McLaren's going to join us live in studio here to talk about Michigan State hockey. And we're also going to run through our final four buy or sell with Cam as well. This rapid fire. It's going to be extremely rapid fire. I'm talking like five word sentences about our reasoning. I'm giving you one word, and it's either buy or sell. Okay, but the opinions are going to be flying. Don't forget gambling corner as well here in about thirty minutes to finish the show. We still got we got a lot to do here. So we're going to hit a break. We're going to take a deep breath. We're going to welcome Cam in, and then we're going to be back on the Green White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Are you finding it harder to wake up in the morning? Coffee just not doing the trick lately? Morning commute putting you in a bad mood before work? Stress no more. Impact's here to make your mornings a little brighter with AMs on 89. Join our hosts, Taylor and Luke, as they cover the latest news headlines, current happenings, and trending topics that you want to hear about. AMs on 89, every Monday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., only on 88.9 The Impact. Oh, yeah, this is happening. This is happening. Teams are bound to win. Don't rally around the wrong thing. You could get kicked out of the Spartan family and blow your chances of landing that dream job. Celebrate safely and focus your heat on that special friend, not your upholstery. Brought to you by the MSU Celebrations Committee. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM. We're joined live in studio by Mr. Cam McLaren. Cam was at uh, the Big Ten Tournament for Hockey this week. Michigan State visited Yost Ice Arena to play the Michigan Wolverines and lost 4-1 to on Friday night and 8 to nothing last night, ending the Spartan season. There will be no more hockey in East Lansing, which is disappointing because I love Munn. Shout out Munn. Great place to watch games. But Cam... Welcome, first and foremost. And uh, you were at the tournament. Your initial reactions from uh, Michigan State's Big Ten tournament sweep at the hands of the Wolverines in Ann Arbor. There's really not much to say. Um, Michigan State played arguably their best game against Michigan all year, uh, Friday night, and they still lost 4-1, to which is kind of wild because they put up two goals. 
Let's see. They Dennis, lost 3-2, and then they lost 6-2, like, and then they go back in February. They lose 6-2. It's the lowest total that they scored against Michigan all year, but it was the, arguably their best game. They played very well, and I mean extraordinarily well in that first period. And, you know, just unlucky bounces here and there. The third goal Friday night to make it 3-1 to one, that comes off the stick of, I believe, Luke Morgan, where it's the Ritter tries to snow angel or the full frontal snow angel to go down and paw it. He gets hampered in the process by, I believe, uh, Johnny Beecher, so he's unable to get the puck. He's unable to paw it down and freeze it, and then it just goes over him, and it's just like it's just suspended in midair, suspended animation. I, as you just watch that goal win, and you're like, well, that's the game. That's three to one. They tack on another in the third. It's four to one. And then last night, disappointing is an understatement. And I mm. talked to a few of the I other. I watched the first period, and I but I listened. That's all, all you of needed it. to watch. I listened to all of it on WDBM, folks. Him and Ryan <laughs> did a great job on the call. So, disappointing is an understatement. And I talked to a few of the writers afterwards, and they said that you know head coach Dan Cole was dejected after the game. Just. Does he know he he's a dead man rejected. walking? I, oh, here's, getting spicy so, this morning. Brendan, yeah. what did he say? He said he needs to get rejected. As in fired. I think that's what you meant. Yes. I have a follow-up question. <laughs> yeah. I have a follow-up question for Cam on something that needs to be rejected. And I was talking about this with my dad last night. Dad. Wow. The student section name for Michigan hockey, the it, it's the Children of Yoast. I think that's the worst name that's in student weird. section. Sounds like a biblical cult. Weird as hell. The Children of Yoast. I think that's the creepiest name. What was the and vision their, there? Their cowbell is annoying too. Cam yeah, thoughts. I so I remember my freshman year. I think I um, children. Flipped. I Ugh. think the person, the student section leader of Michigan, whenever they came to Mun. For I think the one and only time my freshman year, because COVID year, that was when you know the world went to complete and utter wackiness. World ended. I believe I gave him the the Philadelphia Eagles salute. Ooh, did you like f- fight him? No, I, I I flipped him the bird. Okay, you know I I, I, <laughs> I was I was not happy because they were so annoying. It was five Cow- to, more it was five to one, and they just kept going, and I'm like. This sucks. I don't want to be here. They're very annoying. They're playing up to the stereotype. But yeah, their their cow, cowbell was pretty annoying. They were in full force yesterday, even though like I think they were coming back from spring break, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes, yeah I yes, think Friday Friday's game was kind of an eh. But yeah, crowd, children but Saturday. The Children of Yost is kind of just a weird nickname because it makes yeah. me think of the movie Children of the Corn. Me too. That's like, exactly where my call. mind went. Like why? What I, was the I, vision? I. There, I don't know if I can technically say this on the air. Oh, I but push like, the envelope the, every the, time. The Go insinuation of children of Yoast, and yet I also got um, yelled at by the SID for saying that Yoast Ice Arena is the cathedral of college hockey. It's but if you take them. a look at the the architecture, I love Garth, Gothic architecture. This is this is just me. This is why I went to Michigan State. This is I great. hate the way that Yost looks on the outside because it's literally like church windows, arched windows with the little emblems on the outsides of them. But then you start getting the insinuation of children of Yost, cathedral of college hockey. Yeah, it's very weird. It's like a church cult. It's, is what yeah. it sounds it's like. weird. If, if you put two and two together, it gets that. That's when you're like, okay, it's a little dicey. Red flags. Yeah. Red flags are <laughs> yeah, flying. Ra- wave the red flag. Get it out. Get that name out of here. Yost Ice Arena out. All right, Mr. Matt Merrifield. Do you have any thoughts on the proceedings this weekend in Ann Arbor? Uh, Saturday night, last night, that was embarrassing. That was, 
I turned on the TV. It was six nothing. And you turned off the TV. And I turned off the TV. <laughs> Smart. Then I tuned Smart. into the radio broadcast, and somebody said, that'll make it 8 nothing." And I almost threw my phone at my window. It was, Out the window. I, I, so. It was bad. I don't know how. St- I, I I know, Brennan, you have your feelings about Danton Cole. After last night, I think the entire program should be burned to the ground. I mean, has that anything been. I'll say this. Ooh. And, I mean, this is for Cam, anybody. I, I mean, have our thoughts changed after the regular well, season? Let me Let me say this. We were all here. We had the entire WDBM Sports Department on this show. Was it a week ago? Yeah, a week, yeah, a week ago. Yeah. And we had this conversation. And since then, Michigan State has played 120 minutes of hockey with That's their scored. season on the line against their in-state rival, chance to spoil their year, and scored one goal and given up 12. Ouch. You were in a win-or-go-home game <laughs> against your rival, and you lost 8 to nothing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan, their players showed up in all black suits because they literally, Ow. they come, they went to a funeral last night. And here is here is where all black alternates. I I will I will say this. Do I think Danton Cole should be fired? No, uh, but but I would not be surprised, especially mm. after last night. So I I am I am yeah. I am changing my mind of you know, like it's a two part question. Should, should he, he and will, will he? he? Will he? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, give, because so of you're what saying happened yes. last night. But here, he here's will. the conversation that I had in the parking lot after with a few of the other people. Parking um, one, lot conversations. One Alex Faber from the State News, and then you know Jacob and Ryan from here. Yeah, I I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I I the the topic of conversation is. It's where do you draw the line between whose fault is it? And a lot of people have been saying, and I know I know you were saying, Matt, that it falls on everybody. It falls on the entire thing. So let, let's go through this real quick if we have time. See, I wanted to do this, too, just taking a, an overall look at the season taking before we an, wrap. Jacob is going to write an entire piece over where, what went wrong with this Michigan State team. He did a great job uh, last One night while waiting, on an, on an air, while waiting for an airplane this afternoon to go to Lottie, but... I so here's the thing, the system. After seeing what Michigan did to Michigan State, the system needs to change. But in order for the system Dump to change, chase. Dump and chase the depth and how the team, the lineups are made, needs to change. And then to make that happen, the coaching staff needs to be willing to change, no. and it could be open to change. The coaching in staff terms of needs to position. That sentence, but minus I, B. I, I don't care how, how what kind of hockey they play. I don't want a team that walks into their rival's building and gets beaten eight to nothing. How do you think I feel? I, Whenever I, I know I'm you trying feel the to same get way. on the broadcast, and 54 seconds in, it's already one to nothing. Cam is seeing red right now. So right, Cam, I, I want you to make a, a Mount Rushmore, and I think okay, this is going to so go with what you're just going to say. A Mount Flushmore. Make here's, a make a four headed Mount Rushmore of 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 your top reasons why this year just reasons why the, the, the team is one dimensional and that one dimension Ooh. is Mitchell Lewandowski 1D is boring okay the system that they play is <laughs> outdated and doesn't work against the top teams in the Big 10 okay number 3 there's no accountability in the in the lineup and then number 4 
I, I don't want to put people under the bus. I really don't want to. But there's no accountability within the players to actually be willing enough to challenge one another. There's no urgency. So here's the th- here's the problem that I see happening. happening. So the problem is, is when you have, mind you, Jeremy Davidson was out. He took a hit in that Penn State series. He's been out for three games. I'm pretty sure three games. Griffin Lochran has been out since... I believe January 8th, Mitchell Lewandowski was out. So whenever you don't have the depth that Michigan State doesn't have, like the Michigans and the Minnesotas and the Notre Dames of the world have, you don't have competition in practice because, oh, your spot's not on the line. I'm a fourth line forward or, you know, I'm a second line center or a third line center. I'm not calling exactly people out, but I'm saying generally speaking, if I have a spot in the lineup day in and day out because I know there's two or three guys injured that are not going to play, why would I try and practice when my spot's not on the line? And you play how you practice. So if you practice like crap, you play like crap. And then you know... So here's what I don't mind is that when Dan Cole, coaches need to hold their players accountable. You hold, you can only hold them in, accountable and practice so much when their spot's not on the line. You can hold them accountable in the game. You bench people. And that's exactly what happened last night. Because I'm pretty sure Cole Krieger played probably 14 minutes of that third period. Because Christian got kicked out, and I didn't see Nash Neenhouse the entire third period. He may have been on the ice. But that whenever you try to hold people accountable, you screw over your own team. Because now you're running five defensemen. And that's, so, they're, yeah. you're, you're, can I say damn? Oh, oh, yeah. You're yeah. damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. <laughs> I mean, you're in a no-lose You're in a no-win situation. It. Damn it. Like, that's what I don't understand is I understand why people say the coach needs to hold people accountable. He is. He's benching people to the detriment of his own team because you don't have the depth. It's all around just a circle of the blame game going around. And at some point, you have to nip it in the bud. But where do you do that? To me, it's with what you said last night. Get the old guard out. Yes. I'm completely understandable with that. I don't know who's coming back. I know next year. You still have Griffin Lockwin with Lockrin with a year of eligibility. Eric Mendor for the year of eligibility. Jeremy Davidson's back. Gucciardi's back. Neenhouse is back. You need a transfer defenseman, and you need the people that are coming in in the forward lines. Now, mind you, minus Winter Wallace, who decommitted two weeks ago. Winter? Winter's out. Tiernan Wait, is his in. first name is Winter. <laughs> yes. That's so awesome. Here's, here's Well, he's not coming to Michigan State. He Where's decommitted. he going? Nobody Michigan. knows. I don't know if that's Possibly. true or not, but if it he could goes, be anywhere. The winter, thing is, is that winter is coming. You need to kick the old guard out. I'm completely on board with what you said last night when we, me and you had a conversation, Matt. Kick the old guard out. I don't know who's coming back, but they're going to need a transfer defenseman next year because the de- defense is shaky. Now, mind you, the one Oof. good thing from last night, Powell Connor stepped in a big role because I saw him on the ice just as much as I saw Cole Krieger. So that's pretty I'm, damning for one of your seniors. But I mean, well. I saw him just as much as him. Yeah. Because Cole Krieger had he put in an absolute shift. When so you're so they're running seven defensemen, one gets kicked out for a slew foot, which mind you, I thought that was crap. I thought the one at Notre Dame was worse. And I even thought then the that boarding was crap. call in the first period last night was kinda eh too, but we had it probably coming down for nothing. I mean, it doesn't matter. As yeah, if, we don't want to go into the thing is is that if you have a nameplate that says Krieger, you're not getting the benefit of the doubt, yeah. especially with a slew foot like that. So, so you've you've kind of named a little bit as we kind of turn the page here and, and wrap things this season and look to next year. Other than kind of in obviously you want to change the system, you want to obviously reshuffle the roster a little bit. Is there anything else in your opinion 
that you need to that this team needs to accomplish next year to get back on the right track. They just need to shift something different. Dump and chase does not work if you don't have depth. You can't dump and chase. Dump and that's chase. That's what they were dump. able to do in that first period. They played physical, but you can only play physical hockey for so long, especially against teams that can run and gun like Michigan. I will not tell you how many Mohawks they tried in the offensive zone just to keep, you know, players away. Owen Power, I think, just skated around the blue line about four times. Made Owen that, Power look like during that fighter. Uh, during that five-minute major, cider, big he guy. was just keeping the puck away, just mo mohawking, mohegening. I shouldn't say that because they're actually two different tribal groups. Big up, you know, big up. Oh, I, I, know, I know my Native American history from New York, so. But not like not gonna lie, it's just they are miles ahead of Michigan State. Michigan is. It's a, it was a talent game. Lewandowski said that they needed to make it a man's game, not a skills competition. They did not do that. That's all. I have a couple things. Number one, I I'll start with this. If you Big think they need to change, if you think you need, <laughs> they need to change what they're doing, like just change the system. Why not go to a new coach? Because I'll read off his record against Big Ten opponents in his career: Michigan five sixteen and three, OSU five sixteen and one, Penn State eight eleven and one, Wisconsin eight eleven and one, Notre Dame five thirteen and four, Minnesota five and sixteen. A losing record against every single team in the conference. I would like. When is I would like that stat without last year. <laughs> Just last, like I, I know last year happened, and I, I want to forget about it. The <laughs> only thing is, is like I think the one thing that from covering the team the entire year was, in terms of where this team was this year compared to last year. Even during the thirteen game losing streak, it seemed like they had an opportunity to win every single game. Last year, you could write the headline before the game, oh. especially against Wisconsin at the end of the year. You knew they were getting blasted 5-1 to one with I, I the would, amount of penalties I, they took and Cole Caulfield just running riot. He outscored the Spartans, and everybody knew he would. We had a bet on it. All right. I want a final thought from each of you guys on the season in total and and what happens this offseason. Not, not and like you said, Cam, not what we want to happen, what we think is going to happen from, from both of our, our hockey guys. Go ahead. Go first. I want to see. Internal what? or external changes coming? I, I, well, and what I want to happen, I want the program to be burned to the ground and rebuilt. Can just, we just get it, the it, development it, team they, to move from Plymouth to sure. – Yes. So East there we go. For in the 2022 calendar year, I would argue Michigan State was the worst hockey team in America. You know what? Why don't we get the AAA team? Why don't we get the Capital City Capitals to play uh, to play with the Spartans? They probably would have beaten State Logan. last night. Do we have some you know more renovations Honestly. on the horizon? Yes, uh, we, we do. do. They're good. Those they're are gonna. Completed. That's gonna be huge, baby. They're I'm be serious. Beautiful. I'm serious. That's big for your culture. It's big for recruiting. That's gonna help. So I, I, I that, that's the only. That's the only reason why I see Cole gets another year. Is because of the renovations. All right. I, uh, that's why I'm kind of hanging on as well. And they're going to be gorgeous. They're putting in over 20 oh, big ones, and, and they're going to be able to. They're going to be able to retool and recalibrate the system. Hopefully, I'll because just not going to lie. They're one dimensional with Lewandowski in the lineup. Obviously, you're not going away. You're going to be back on the show. But in terms of the in terms of the retooling of the coaching staff, the raw is it going to be big? You think it's going to be big? No. Oh boy. I, I don't think no, a. Well, they need it to be. No, it's not where everybody wants it to be, but the program is miles better from where it was five years ago. 
All right. We're in terms of culture and everything else, I and I also don't think that certain people care about hockey enough to enforce change. I would agree. I completely agree. <laughs> like, That's I, the bottom line that, here. I'm not going to say specifics, but there's certain people you don't I have think to. don't. Oh, you're good. We can. Yeah. Ev- everyone can. Everyone don't out have there to make can enemies. Infer, <laughs> no, I actually can't make enemies because everyone I, out I do there have a job to do. <laughs> everyone out there in listener land can can all infer every everything that's going on but cam you're not just a hockey guy you're also a hell of a basketball guy you have a dallas stars shirt on come on you were talking about the bubble on you were talking about the mvc uh, when you were walking into the studio you're where does drake fit in where does drake that's what 517 we'll ask the question to listener land but we're gonna we're gonna keep you on board here and we're gonna run through a buy or sell i have the top three i have the according to joe lenardi i have the rapid fire Top three seed lines are all on the sheet right here. Rapid fire, buy or sell, go into the final four with Matt. All right. Rapid fire, buy or sell, Gonzaga. Sell. 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 Everyone in this room is selling. Buy. I You're think they buying. can get to a final four. They sell. won't win it all, but they can get to it. They're, they're, they're good enough to get to a final four. Who wants it? I'm selling it. Matt, are you, are, Cam, are you also selling the, the Zags? No, I'm buying. Drew Timmy. Know. They can get there. R- Drew Timmy. Richardson kid. Let's go. Right. Texas. He's a Texas Richardson, kid? Texas. Okay. I think he went to J.J. Pierce, if I'm not mistaken. All right. All right. Buy or sell? Baylor. Buy. Sell. 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 First I weekend exit. So too. I'm the only one who's buying. Hashtag Sloan Island. <laughs> give, so, it, give it to us. The demand is low. They're, brand, They're paying a high price. The, the brand they play works well in March. They proved they could do it last year after many years of being feeble in the month of March. They still have a pretty good team, and they're battle-tested through the Big 12. That's they're what I'll say. Champs. And they're from Texas. They're well, my brother goes there, they're too, hurt. so yes. I, I hate to do that, but they're an Elite Eight team. Mm. No more. Yep. All right, Matt Merrifield. Uh, next, buy or sell Arizona. I don't care the price. You name it, I'm buying it. I'm selling. Buy. Take all my money. Uh, wow, hypothetically, hypothetically, it. I got to pick four. Sell. I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna sell. I really like yeah, Arizona. Left, Trent. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Tommy Lloyd. Tommy Lloyd, first time head coach in a big spot like this. I like Benedict Mather and I like their team, but they stunk last year. March is weird. I think they'll make a run, but I don't think Out. they'll run all the way. The Pac-12 so is too weak, in my opinion. Even Pac-12 though Brendan stinks. did, Brendan made a great point about UCLA last year. But that is true. All right, Mr. Merrifield. Buy or sell Kansas. Buy. I'm buying. I'm. I'm. This in is Kansas. Kansas's year. I'm in on Kansas. Mm-hmm. It's about time they go back. I mean, I feel I bad. Selling. I'm selling. I am going to save my Big 12 purchase for later. I, and no. that gives it away. Texas Tech. But don't. Yeah. The tortilla so, kids? So we're Come gonna, on. We're, you, we're selling Kansas. You, you, you're you selling Baylor and Kansas. Yep. That's bold. It's I'm March. buying Bill it's Self. March. It's March. Defense wins championship. It's crazy. I'll buy Kansas because of Remy. Remy Martin? That Remy kid Martin. is so good. Remy Martin, Abaji, they have depth. Ochai, Abaji. They have a lot of depth. All right, rapid fire. All right, buy or sell, Duke. So, oh, man. Buy. Part of me want. I'm, oh. I, I know, I don't want to do it. Trent, I'm, I didn't Trent, do it. I'm buying as well. Yeah. How sexy of a story would it be? Oh, Coach K in his final year makes a run to the Final Four. Oh, man. Could you believe College that? basketball's rigged. You can just write it in one shining moment right now. Put the video in right now. I am buying Give him my money. I went out and did a little bit of research yesterday. Um, I can't get into it now. I talked to it about my father yesterday watching basketball. Duke, I think, is going to have a very early exit this year. Oh, so, Matt Merrifield. And I think I know why. Yes, fill I'm in the blank. Se- I'm selling Duke 
because Bo Borowski hates Cinderella stories. That's Ooh. not why, but that's I a very he hates everything. He, exactly, Bo he's he don't care if <laughs> he if it's today? Coach K's farewell. Does anyone know? Uh oh, I hope not. He's probably at Michigan Ohio State. I hope so. That is true. Or Swallow Illinois, the whistle, Iowa. Bo. Bo, go blue, Borowski. <laughs> by herself. <laughs> by herself, Kentucky. So. Mm. One of these SEC teams got one of these SEC teams is got to make ain't, it. It ain't UK. Oscar Shibway is a monster. I, yeah, but their guard play. Even as much as I hate Bruce Pearl, if I had to pick an SEC team, it would not be Kentucky. More on that in literally twenty seconds. <laughs> so sell on sell. Kentucky. I think they go to the Elite Eight though. Yeah, I think they're very good. Yeah, yeah. Bluegrass states. Buy All right, sell. Auburn. I'm buying the. Titles. Buy. Give. War Eagle. Give buy. it to me. Bruce Pearl Best has, draft prospect. They've got the best. Not They'd the be best. a sneaky team. One of the best two. guards. They've got the best big man, I think. Walker we Kessler. just talked about Oscar Shibway, but I'd take Kessler over Shibway. Yeah. The shot blocking ability of that dude, his his ability to just change the nature of a game down low by the, by the Tigers. I'm selling. I don't think they Cam's face. I don't too. think they face enough adversity going into Bruce March. Pearl, Bruce Pearl, welcome Bruce Pearl to the he jungle. Can make it to the Final Four as well. Go TP so. the trees, dude. They, they, they've I'm got, you. They've just got go. the coolest they with Auburn. They've got the coolest Rothsteinism. Auburn basketball, welcome to the jungle. Which is, that that Dope. is a good Rothstein. I like Steve Peichel pounding nails personally, yeah. but but they're not a Rutgers is favorite. not in the buy the buy or sell here. Sorry, I would buy. Just kidding. <laughs> but no, all right, buy or sell. Uh, Wisconsin sell. Buy buy the sell. buy the Badgers. Listen, they're it's an elite sell. Eight team. It's That's their it. year of destiny. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. It is their year of destiny. Their coach got punched. I I just think that I think that alone <laughs> is going to propel them. Juwan Howard. Howard has lit the fire yeah. under the ass. He Greg sent Gard Wisconsin to the final and has, four. And I know I, before people Hear get on me, fourteen Michigan versus three Wisconsin in the first round. Consi, Wissy, give me Brad Davison. Give oh, me jo- no. Give me Johnny. Ooh. Give give it. I give it to me, baby. I want everything. I want all the smoke I'm with that. I'm selling. Cam, are you selling? No, I'm buying. I like Wisconsin. Wow, right. a lot of Badger love. Chucky Are Hepburn, you selling, man? The best named I'm freshman selling. in the country. Wisconsin. They're an elite, elite eight, sweet 16 team. But the ghost of Bo Ryan. <laughs> the, ghost, the ghost of Bo Ryan returns. He's still alive. Is he? Well, yeah, but he's, he's... Yeah, the ghost mm, of Bo not, Ryan. Not, 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 not as much as Wisconsin cares. Give it to yeah. me. Come on. All right, buy or sell. I'm with it. Or Sorry, buy or sell. Texas Tech. Sell. B-U-Y. Buy. That is how you spell buy. I, I'm, I'm, selling. I'm selling. Brendan, give the case. They're too. This is. The they're, they're too sexy of a pick. I'm <laughs> what? sorry. What? <laughs> Sloan no, hasn't no, no. officially hit the over one and a half pieces of sexy in this. Uh, here's the thing. Every year, everyone forecasts that sexy team. That three. Oh damn! This is a three or four seed that could go all the way, and everyone buys them and buys them and buys them and buys them, and it'll be Texas Tech this year. They are a sleeper no more. They're a sleeper no more. So it's not fun to pick Texas Tech anymore is what you're nope, saying. No, Texas Tech. <laughs> it's not. I, I, I'm love rooting for it. them just Let's because of it. what Chris Beard pulled last year. They throw yeah, but... tortillas on their football field. Those kids are angsty. Hey, look. Sell. Guys, Sell. guys, guys. They're I love coached... them to death, but. Their coach doesn't hit people, so Mark they have yeah. I love Mark here's, here's the thing. I love Mark we, we talked about We talked about Auburn and their Rothsteinism. Texas Tech has the second best one, Luke, and it is. Def- the defense always travels. The defense, De- something about the defense. Yeah, I didn't know it either. So yeah, I thought <laughs> the you defense, might. The defense, God, you the threw defense a lot never of me rests. I, I think. Yeah, it was the defense never rests. Matt, yeah, Mark well, Adams. Oh, I'm, bu- I'm buying Texas Tech. Ooh, that's cool. Everyone's. I've been on the Texas Tech train for a couple Matt. years. Matt picks I mean, winners. Okay, I know I'm doing something right. I'm picking the same as Matt. Matt picks winners. Ooh, I mean, just wait for this next team. He's gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> buy or sell. 
Villanova. Bye. So wow. someone from the Big East is making it. This I do year. love the Big East. I, and it's, I will it's either going to be Providence, Nova, Big East revenge somebody. tour. Yes. A term Butler. we oops. A term we have used a lot today. That Trent Bally in particular, battle tested. You want to talk about Villanova? They have had some ups. They have had some downs. They have had some middles. They have had a lot Colin of stuff go on stuff. in the big. Stuff. A lot of stuff go on in the Big East this year. That's that's the sexy sleeper pick that I think stands out to me. I'm not buying them because well, I've already bought four teams. The math doesn't work. Oh, here's left here's, out a significant. Here's what you don't team. see, Brendan. Here's what Ooh. you don't see coming. You don't see the Georgetown Hoyas winning the Big Ten, ter- the, the Big East tournament for <laughs> the, the second East year tournament. in a row. Patrick, you don't Ewing. see you don't see that happening, but it's gonna happen. I don't and, see and that the happening. No, I'm, I'm I'm totally kidding, but I am selling Villanova. Do you have a fact it's here? Game. It's 12:51 p.m. and Georgetown still sucks. <laughs> says every Syracuse a, fan. A Big East team will make the Final Four if one of them does, and it won't be Nova. It'll be it'll be Ed Cooley. Oh, six seed. Ghost of Kemba Pass. Hello. Love what about, that. What about, Mar- what about Marquette at like a nine? No, they're Shaka's got oh, hair. Shaka's <laughs> yeah, got hair. hair. Two more. We have two right, more, two Matt. Two more. Buy or sell Purdue. So, buy, 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 buy. Sell. We're terrible defense. It's got to happen one year, folks. Nope. It's got to happen. Matt, Matt. Brendan, you love Matt Painter. I oh, do. you love him I so do. much. You love I want to work for him. I want to be his personal assistant. Matt, Matt, you're going to be the, what's the George Costanza role? Can I do the travel <laughs> assistant to the traveling <laughs> yeah. secretary? Yeah. Can, I, can I just do play-by-play for Matt Painter on his own life? Just Matt like Painter, follow him around. He's going to the drive-thru. He's handing him his credit card. He's never been to a Final Four. <laughs> Not till this year. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to. It's Not till this year. Okay, so you, you're buying. I'm buying. Their I'm defense is selling. terrible. Selling. selling. So I I've collected mine. I've got. I have I, mine too. Oh, hold on, we have we're one not done. more. We're not yeah. done. Yeah. One more. Buy or sell Tennessee. Ooh, I love Rick Barnes. I Shout out Rick Texas. Barnes. Horns down. Though. I love, but but they're not going to make it. I, I love I Ziegler good, too. Um, yeah, I like with, Fulkerson. Yeah, I just yeah the Vols. I don't see it. I don't see it. So, I think they're good. I'm I'm ghost. Think, yeah, yeah. I, think they'll I put could them see. In, I could see them sneaking into an elite. Honestly, I could see them sneaking into a Final Four. Sharpie. Other things happen out of their control, but sell. Mm. The ghost of Admiral Schofield. Okay, Matt and Cam I'm selling and Trent. Them. You're selling Trent. I am, and I We're only selling. picked three. My fourth pick is on the other side in the gambling corner, so I, I, will, I, will, I will stay. Okay, so Calvin we, we should We should accumulate all our four picks. We, we'll get yours later. Cam then. and yes. Matt, do you buy Tennessee? I sell because uh, I, I have Auburn. Kennedy Chandler, but they're not a Okay, so yeah. I have got Purdue, Auburn, Duke, and Baylor. I have Arizona. Auburn, Wisconsin, Out. Texas Tech. I need to look. I have yeah. Arizona, Auburn, Texas Tech, mm. and then Kentucky. Ooh, that sounds that sounds fucking. So I that think I juicy. have Trent and I hate the Texas Tech take. We hate listen, the Texas listen, Tech. Listen, I've take. I've got I I got what did I even what did what the hell did I I picked uh, <laughs> Kansas, Duke, Wisconsin, and the Razorbacks. We'll talk oh, about it later. Yeah, Arkansas's not go pigs. I thought you were gonna go pick pigs, Houston. Baby. Oh, I, no. oh yeah. That, I, I do Kevin love Sampson. Houston as go well. Cougs. And Cam, yours was I had Zaga, Zona, I think Auburn and Wisconsin. That four that great was picks. wild. Four right. great mm-hmm. picks. All right, we're gonna mark the tape here and see how this goes. But we have we have some gambling to do next, Trent. 
We have a lot of roll in the dice. Oh, we got to roll. Winners, 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 ready to roll. Matt Merrifield gonna give, give some winners. One hundred gamblers off, if you have a Matt. We have rapid fire picks here. Oh man, Cam just gave me the Houston Memphis score. <laughs> Trent's Houston Cougars and Kelvin Sampson Whoa. of whom I hate. They're getting killed. Whoa. They're getting Penny up. Hardaway's gonna be dancing. He's hey, back. They All got right. nothing to play for, man. They That's already true. they Mr. got yeah. locked up. Mister Merrifield, start us off. First pick, some America East tournament action. UMBC will cover the minus three against UMass Lowell. UMBC's current coach is Jim Ferry, who was Penn State's coach last year, and he's great. Before Micah Schnozberry. <laughs> Schnozberry. They have a point. Their starting point guard is five. Shout two. out the ter- Terriers. Terriers. The UMBC Re- Terriers. No, the, the retrievers. retrievers. The Retrievers. Smallers, yeah, the, the, go- the literally the golden retrievers. I love UMBC. They have a, they, their starting point guard is five two. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, how can you I, not, not root, root for, for them? I'm, I'm staying in college ball with my first pick. I'm going with Michigan plus four and a half at Ohio State. They're tied I, th- right I got them outright. All right, so I've got the opposite. So you, I guess we can you got Ohio State minus here. four and a half. I do. Or what number I, did you get them at? I, four and a half. Okay. And I, and I like Ohio State to win. Huh. I, I don't know about big necessarily, but Go, I, I roll, think. Roll this into your next pick, too. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, my next pick was Houston minus two and a half versus Memphis. Ooh. That game has already started, and that looks like a terrible pick. But I, your will Ohio say, State thoughts, I, I will give my Ohio State thoughts real quick. I think I, I just think that Ohio State has more ways to beat you than Michigan does. Michigan's just going to dump it down low. Ohio State's going to hit their threes like they did against Michigan State. Ohio State wins yeah, a bit they more. they did do that. And, and Ohio State does still need to build its resume a little bit if they want a, good, a better draw in the tournament, whereas Michigan, they got a lot to play for in the bubble, but are they as good as Ohio State? No, better team wins and covers. Any thoughts, Brendan? Or any picks, nevertheless. You want a pick or a thought? Give us a pick. <laughs> okay, Stay we'll take college a pick. Ball. We'll take a pick. College basketball. Georgia State, friend of the program, Jalen Thomas, we is now the favorite to win the Sun Belt Conference Championship. The they belt. take place in the semifinal today. They're the three seed, taking on the two seed, Appalachian State, after Kirby. the one seed, Texas State, was upset by Louisiana Great pick. two days ago. Georgia State is minus I love Georgia three State. and a half today. Give me the Panthers, give me the points, and give me a Jalen Thomas double-double. Cam and I almost went to a Waffle House on the campus of Georgia State, but it was closed. <laughs> oh, I didn't, it was closed I didn't at mention too. Georgia State was the number one seed in the Sun Belt Tournament last year. Fun Belt, got baby. Got upset in the final two four-seed Appalachian State to go to the NCAA Tournament. Mm. It's revenge There's tour a lot going on. this year. All Cam, right, Brandon, Cam, I like p- it. you have any picks, Cam? I'm looking. Okay, we'll roll on to Matt. You, you right. got some time now, here. Now we're going to go to some... SoCon action, their Ooh, tournament. Chattanooga, the, the one seed, laying two against the Wofford Terriers. The oh, Mox will cover, and they will, they're going to upset somebody in the tournament. They'll be a nice 13, 12 seed. <laughs> Chattanooga. The Mox. Chattanooga. I like Wofford, though. Wofford. How can you not? Yeah. Dylan Windler went to Wofford. He plays for the Cavs. I always get to, Wofford and Winthrop mixed up. Oh, he went to Belmont. I'm stupid. Stupid. <laughs> All right, Trent, do you have a selection? Arkansas Razorbacks plus 4,000 to win the Natty. I'm betting the ranch. I love it. 40 minutes of hell, wow. baby. We're back, ready to roll. Let's go, Muscleman. Let's go, Arkansas. Defense wins championships. You're not Athleticism even, wins championships. You're not even staying got, within oh, this week. You're going oh, no, way I'm to the not. I'm, I'm, I'm playing the long game, and I'm winning, baby. All right, Winners got, only. I got two quick ones here before we go to Brennan. Victor Hovland, he's one shot back of the lead at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He's plus 300 to win it. A lot of juice there, in my opinion. And NASCAR. That is a lot of juice. Ryan Blaney, plus 850 to win the Pennzoil 400 That's at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. That's a very good Ryan pick. Blaney runs damn well at Las Vegas, and he's winning today. Brendan. The South 
Is it East or Eastern officially? The SEC. The Southeast, Southeastern Southeastern Conference. Southeastern Conference. The SEC just means more. Plus 1,600 to win the conference tournament. Roll Tide Alabama. Yes. Oh, oh, That's Oates. some juice for a future Michigan a State head coach, Nate Oates. Polarizing Crimson Tide team <laughs> who have been the best team in college basketball Romulus and the worst zone. team in college basketball, and they've done it all in the same week. Alabama at plus 1,600. If you've it's got value. five bucks, dude, if you've got five bucks that you just want to throw away in the hopes that maybe you return a lot more, Put it on Bama to win the SEC tournament. All right, Cam, you got picks. I got two real quick. I got today Albany over Hartford plus one twenty five. They're going to win outright, and then Albany, Upstate New York. Hey, the Great Danes are going to go all the way to getting killed by Vermont. Vermont's going to take the American East, give them the automatic aren't qualifier. Vermont the They're black, going dancing. The Vermont are the Black Bears, aren't they? Oh, they're the Catamounts. The Catamounts. Yeah, the, the American bears, East runs through the small the state bears. of Vermont. Yeah. Wow, Vermont going dancing. Vermont basketball. How about it? All right, Matt, do you have anything to finish us off here? Uh, I'm going to pick a future in the Mid-American Conference Tournament. Eastern. No, no they didn't make no. it. Oops, never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Central take Kent former State. Dakota Cougar as I wear my hoodie today. Wait, don't tell me. It's uh, Is that Macomb, Dakota? Leading, no, it's yes. the Toledo guy. Ryan Rollins. Ryan Rollins. Yep. He's going to lead the Rockets to a MAC championship and that. to the tournament as a nice 12 seed. They'll give somebody hell. Trent, do you remember Ryan Rollins? You called that game. Yeah. 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 You and I called that game, Trent. Yeah. Trent's a bucket. Trent's, yeah. Got, yeah. Trent's got mid major college basketball to finish the picks. I do. I my brother, Brock, shout out, who loves ba- college basketball more than he loves me. Has yeah, Brockatology has picked uh I think I think he's on Drake today, plus five at Loyal Chicago. It's a big pick. Love it. That's big the, the MVC. We love the MVC. I'm maybe going to, three teams in the tournament. I'm going to hockey. Kraken at Hurricanes. <laughs> Over six goals scored. Every, it's one every of the time you pick the over, it doesn't <laughs> never hits. The, the Kraken also. I have I have my receipts though. The Kraken are one of the best teams in the NHL in covering overs. So because their goaltender sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Grubauer is having one of the, he's having one of the worst years Philip in NHL Grubauer. history for a goaltender. Philip Grubauer is going to let up four today. And no, he's letting up six. He it's the, up six it's the Hurricanes. Himself. See, this is why this is going to win. All right, Brendan. I gave you guys juice on an SEC future. Final four future juice. Purdue. I love the Big East. Who's got it? Who's got it? Providence. Yep. 1900. Ed Cooley, the American Dream. Coach of the Year. The, what, yeah. what are they? The Friars? The Friars. Yeah. Friars. The Providence Friars. Ed Cooley. The Ghost 1900. of Chris The American Dream. Chris the Ghost Dunn. of Chris Dunn. I loved Chris Dunn. He was, he was a baller. Is he still with Miami? Nah. He's got uh, bounced around by now. Might um, the I wonder, everyone ends up on the Knicks. <laughs> For but better yeah, or Providence worse, to make the final four. Wrong. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's a lot of money. Wow. He's in the Clippers G League affiliate. Cool. Wow. <laughs> Man, Trent was on that one. Oh, of course. Man, Did you expect a, nothing less? Are you kidding me? What a thrilling, thrilling show we've had today. We had almost 90 full minutes of college basketball. 90 minutes of hell. We 90 minutes of hell. 40 minutes of hell, Arkansas. Let's go. Double 40 and add 10. 90 minutes of hell on college basketball. Go. Michigan State hockey, of course. Thank you for Cam McLaren for being here. Hey, hey, hey. A lot quick, of basketball. Can yes, I throw something yes. out there? I know Matt would be, would be appreciative of this. LeBron James dropped 56 last night. I just want to mention it. It would be a crime if we went the whole show without mentioning that 37-year-old LeBron James is still at peak performance. Will he will them into the playoffs? No, because they suck. But, hey, he's balling, and he's the GOAT. That's all. Any final words, gentlemen? No, no. Brendan, anything? LeBron James will not 
ever play an NBA game with the Sun because the Sun will never make the NBA. Let's stop having the conversation. Oh, man. I low-key agree Brennan's pushed his mic away, so we're done now. But thank you for listening to the Green and White Report. Tell a friend about the show if you're interested. And if you missed any of Tell it, your on, mom. we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Impact89FM.org, slash sports, or wherever you find your podcast. We will likely be back next week unless Michigan State makes some kind of miraculous run. Or we're not back next week either way because yeah. we're still in Indianapolis. Either way, maybe we'll see you next week. There will be a show. But nevertheless, 4 o'clock, WDBM, Michigan State versus Maryland, 4.30 tip-off time. Brendan Trent and I will be all on the air at 4 o'clock. So, with that, this has been the Green and White Report. One pride. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org slash sports.